You like that? That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Tony Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. <laughs> you say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Here is Tony Bruno. Hola, what up? Benvenidos and all the other salutations that you have. Aloha means hello on What Up Wednesday. And where do we begin on this crazy day? I mean, every day is crazy, but today, it actually started 12 hours ago. Nah, about 16 hours ago, the craziness started. The NBA draft lottery, then you had the NBA playoffs, you had hockey playoffs, you had baseball, you had all kinds of stuff. And then you wake up and the world goes even crazier. And New York City today, ladies and gentlemen, the big story is the Big Apple is about to crash and burn very, very hard. You know they take things hard up there in New York. Tony Bruno here. Miss Robin, thanks for joining us on Twitch TV. Bruno Nation Live on Wednesday. We're here every day for you. One to four, three hours, 180 minutes of consecutive minutes of content. That could be a new record, except we won't be pulled in the seventh inning of the show like the Boston Red Sox did last night when Chris Sale was flinging a 17-hit masterpiece up at Fenway Park. We'll get to that. But New York right now is the focus, Robin. New York, New York. New York, New York. So nice they screwed up twice in less than 24 hours. First, it was the draft. They didn't screw it up. The NBA trying to fix the draft mess. So they changed the rules this year. It used to be before this year from 2005 that the worst team in the NBA would get a 25% chance of winning the lottery and getting the top pick. This year, they said, you know, too many teams are tanking, so what we're going to do is instead of giving one team 25% chance, and oh, by the way, in the last four years, the worst team in the NBA got the top pick. So what did that do? Sam Hinkie pretty much is the godfather of this. Sam Hinkie made tanking cool again. Not great again, because tanking was never great. I don't know that it would fit on a hat. I think they had it at the Sixers uh, draft lottery party last night where some strappers threw up a Sam Hinkie sign. And by the way, why would you have a draft lottery party if you're the 76ers and you have the 24th pick in the draft? Don't you have other things to do? Again, you can do whatever you want. I'm just here to give opinions. Even Howard Eskin, local sports guy, was ripping his own son for putting up a Sam Hinkie banner at the stinking draft lottery party here in Philly. You don't need a draft lottery party when your team's not in a draft lottery. Isn't that how it works? Last time I checked. Although you can have a Super Bowl party when your team's not in the Super Bowl. But, but anyway, I digress. Let's, let's bring it back to New York. And we'll bring it back to the Eagles today because the Eagles are involved in this story. Again? Yes. It's good and bad for the Eagles. So New York last night, the Knicks, who tanked. I mean, and they made no bones about tanking. They sucked every. They sucked all the oxygen out of New York City, which is pretty hard to do, with all that pollution and the taxis and all the cars and all the 
the hubbub, and I love New York, by the way. The energy there is phenomenal. The prices there are ridiculous, but that's what happens when you go to New York, live in, you live in New York. You, never mind. My point is, the Knicks, everybody was excited. The Knicks were going to get Zion. They had Patrick Ewing there, the guy who was the last number one overall pick in the frozen envelope draft from way, way back in the day. So I'm going to get to that in a second and the reaction to the draft because fast forward to this morning on this Wednesday, May 15th, yeah, things didn't exactly pan out so as planned. So the New York papers are all ripping the Knicks and their bad luck. They didn't come up with my – I had the best headline. Tanks for nothing should be the headline. But the New York uh, – the two New York tabloids, the Daily News and the New York Post, they always have clever headlines. The New York Post – the New York Daily News was one was more graphic, so ESPN couldn't even put it up because it mentioned balls. So balls – got to look up the headlines. The New York Daily News had something about balls, and we always talk about balls on this show especially during the sex strike. It's even more important than ever to take care of your balls. The balls didn't fall for the New York Knickerbockers. But then this morning, while people were going crazy about the Knicks' misfortune of not winning the lottery and getting the number one pick, after all the effort to stink it up, we wake up and the New York Jets said, not just hold my beer, they said, sorry, we win the back page now. In fact, we're going to be on the front page of the New York Times. So what did the Knicks do? They basically fire the general manager that was responsible for the drafting of Sam Darnold and bringing in all these people and putting everything together and then getting a draft pick, Quinn and Williams, who was uh, the best defensive tackle prospect coming into the draft, getting everything in order, hiring a new coach. And then they say, sayonara, sucker. And they hand the reins over to Adam Gaze temporarily. Adam Gaze, the coach who was with Miami, the guy who had the great news conference where his, remember it was all googly eyed, Robin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sam, oh, yeah, the, Adam Gaze, yeah. I don't know what he was looking at, but it, it was not visible to anybody else. Imagine how he's looking today on this Wednesday afternoon as we do this show live on Twitch TV. And we thank you for joining us. And tell your friends, follow us, all the other good stuff. Why do we have Doris Day on there on my screen? Singing K Sarah Sarah. Oh, uh, you're looking at an old video. Oh, why can't why am I not looking at the new show? I don't know. Just I don't want to see yes two days ago. How did that happen? I, I'm like I'm looking and I'm saying, I don't have a striped shirt on. What's Star's <laughs> Day doing on the screen? <laughs> am I in a time warp continuum? Yes. So anyway, the the Jets today fire their general manager, Mike McGannigan. McCagnan. Mike McCagnan. And all hell breaks loose all over Twitter. The Jets fans are going crazy. In fact, I want to play this clip from the New York Jets fans just to give people a feel, and then we'll play some New York Knicks reaction. Because New York today, it may by the end of this day, New York may cease to exist as America's number one and largest city. Things are going so it's crazy going in New to York. Implode. You got the basketball world imploding already. The Knicks have sucked for years. And now they try to suck even more than anybody else. They tried to go Sam Hinkie, and it didn't work. Just when the just when and by the way, the Knicks have the third pick. But you know, it's always about getting the first pick. Even though the teams that are in the NBA playoffs right now, for the most part, do not have a number one overall pick. Their best players are like picks five through, through all the way down. The guy Nikola Jokic, Joker, the Joker in Denver, he was in the second round of the draft. So that first round, and we'll get to that too, the Joel Embiid draft, 
And now the Sixers lucked out by getting the third pick. But back to the Jets. So the Jets fire Mike McCagnan as their general manager. And the bad news is for the Philadelphia Eagles. Because the guy that is absolutely number one, because they already know who they want to replace this guy. Uh-huh. You don't fire a GM after the draft, after all offseason, when you sign free agents, and then just say, we're just going to fire our guy out of nowhere. You're not trying to one-up the Knicks no. from last night's draft fiasco. You don't just get up and say, hey, hey, you know the Knicks are on the back pages of the newspapers. And it used to be back in the day when George Steinbrenner owned the Yankees and was alive, his battle was always... I want to make sure to get the back page of the newspapers, of the tabloids. He always wanted to control the media because the Yankees were New York's team. And George Steinbrenner never wanted the Giants or the Jets or the Nets or the Mets to one-up the New York Yankee dynasty. But George Steinbrenner's gone. So now all of a sudden, you know, the back page is all about negative stuff in New York. You know, the Giants won a couple of Super Bowls, but since then, the Knicks have sucked. The Nets gave, made a little noise in Brooklyn, surprisingly. The Islanders went to the playoffs, and they crashed and burned in the first round. So what do we talk about if you're a New Yorker? I mean, you talk about the Yankees are playing well. They got a lot of injuries. But when you have the back page being dominated by, first, the New York Knicks, who didn't get the number one pick, and then the New York Jets pretty much blow up their entire organization because there's no way Adam Gaze is going to be the GM for more than a couple of days, maybe more than a couple of hours. So who's on their list? They knew who they wanted before they made this, before they made this firing. You don't fire a guy this this far in to a draft process after the draft without thinking, I got somebody better. And you know who that somebody better is, Robin? Who might that be? A man. So you have to do a little, re- you have to be like an investigative Detective. journalist. A journalist. You got, you got, this is journalism here. Okay. So... Adam Gaze. You've got to do some sleuthing. So you look back at Adam Gaze, and you gaze into his eyes, and you say, what the hell are you looking at, bro? And then you say, who's, who's, who does he know right now in the NFL? And there's a lot of guys. But you know who he knows well? Joe Douglas. You know who Joe Douglas is? He's a big fella. He's the big guy with the bald head and the, and the beard. Right. And he's the guy that the Philadelphia Eagles hired in 2016 to help Howie Roseman with drafting. They helped Howie. He helped Howie Roseman with scouting. He's the executive vice president of player personnel for the Philadelphia Eagles. And so what better job when you're in that position? You're like the number two guy with personnel. And here's the problem for the Eagles. The Jets want Joe Douglas. There is absolute. There is absolute. You can mark the tape and write it down. There is absolutely no way that the New York Jets aren't making a phone call, and I'll go as far as to say, as a stone-cold guaranteed lock, that Joe Douglas will be the next general manager of the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And that's not even going out on a limb. I'm not the first person who's trying to put this together, but here's the reason why. Because the Eagles cannot block this. If Joe Douglas wants that job, the Eagles can't say, We're going to make you the GM because they're not going to demote Howie Roseman. And so when you're the vice president of player personnel and there's a job, an an upgrade, you know what I mean? You can can be an executive, but if somebody offers you a better job, you can be an assistant coach with a team. And if somebody offers you a head coaching job, you got to get permission. Now, they can get permission from the Eagles to talk to him, 
But if Joe Douglas wants that job to be the new GM of the Jets, the Eagles can't block that. that they can't block that move. I doubt that Joe Douglas, as much as he's done a great job here and the people love him and the organization and Jeffrey Lurie and the team loves him, he'd be, he'd be stupid not to take this job. And listen, I'd love to see the guy stay here, but now all of a sudden, you've got a team. Picture this, Robin. I'm picturing. Joe Douglas comes here. They get Carson Wentz. They get Fletcher Cox, and they build this team and good backups, and they go on and win a Super Bowl. Look at the Jets. The Jets have Sam Darnold, the number one pick last year. Top, not the number one, but yeah, number one overall last year. And they added Quinnen Williams, who is a Fletcher Cox type player on their defensive line. They got a new coach. They get some free agents to sign. So what better place to go if you're Joe Douglas to move up from executive vice president of player personnel to become the general manager of the New York Jets? This is a no-brainer. I'm, not, I'm sure Joe, Joe Douglas wasn't reaching out to Adam Gaze. You think he called Adam Gaze, the head coach, and said, hey, Adam, this executive vice president thinks, no, nah, that's not big enough for me. You're in New York now. You're the coach. What say you bring me up there to be your GM? We work together as a team. We worked together in the past, and now I'll be the GM. Because I'm not going to be the GM in Philly. Howie Roseman, it's not that I, he didn't like Howie Roseman or working with him. Howie Roseman hired him. So now you got a chance to move up the food chain. And that's what it's all about. You put your left foot in, you put your right foot out, and then you shake it all about. That's what it's all about. So mark this down. Just like I told you, the 76ers would not fire Brett Brown because it made no sense to do it, despite my criticism of Brett Brown in the past season in particular. There's no way Joe Douglas does not take this job. It is a stone-cold, guaranteed Lead pipe lock. If you could bet on this, and I'm pretty sure you could find a place that takes odds because you can bet everywhere now. Pennsylvania, very, very soon, will have online gambling. We have gambling where you can go into casinos and bet on sports. But on bets like this, Joe Douglas is a lock. Now, I'm trying to get my, uh, my video screen going here, Robin, and now I can't get to it because I had something queued up. Are we still having problems with the camera portion? Yes, we are. That's right. So. Nobody needs to see me right now. They, as long as they can. Can they hear me now? They can hear you. Can, okay. As long as they can. Can you hear me? You hear me loud and clear? I hear you. Thank you, AI. As long as you hear me, it's all that matters. The video is optional. Plus, I'm not, you're not really missing anything not looking at my face. I had to switch cameras because this camera apparently is dying. Well, can you blame it? I mean, it's looking straight at me day after day, three hours a day. It's like, a, it's like being married. After a certain while, you get tired of something, and you say, enough of that. Get out of here. You say, get out. Get out. Exactly. So in the meantime, back to the situation. So the Eagles are going to lose the executive vice president of player personnel. You can put that down in ink. I write everything in ink, though. I don't use really pencils unless I'm marking like a wall. And then I have to paint it over, and it's, it's a pain in the neck to get ink off. So... This is what's going to happen. And now the Eagles. I mean, they'll find somebody else. It's not like, oh, my God, they can't replace Joe Douglas. But Joe Douglas was really important to Howie Roseman as a right-hand man. So there's your big story in New York. Are the Jet fans that upset? Not really, because the Jets at least look like they're heading in the right direction again with their quarterback and defense and things that I mentioned. But Jet fans in particular are an angry bunch. We talk about the Philadelphia sports fans being right, angry. Right, right. Jet fans have been angry for a long time. 
You remember, Robin, they haven't won a Super Bowl since Joe Namath, for goodness sake. Right. The Giants at least got a couple of Super Bowls. The Jets are the bastard stepchild of New York football. Or children, because there's more than one bastard mm-hmm. child. Well, there's, there's many. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into that. Father's Day's coming up. We'll address it then. But right now, why is this over here, Robin, and I can't get to the right page? Um, hit your escape button. I'd like to escape. Wasn't that the, uh, you know, that's the name of the song, Pina Colada song. It's called Escape. I'm escaping, but it's not working. I want to play a little uh, montage of why we love the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. And I'm, I'm predicting right now, and it's, I don't think this is a reach, that the outrage in New York City today will not be about the Jets firing their general manager because they're going to get a guy in there that's going to replace him. And people will say, who was the general manager? Who was this guy, Mike McGagnon? But Jet fans, we all know, are pretty vile people. How vile are they, you ask? Let's go to the tape. I thought you just came over and did that, Robin. I'll do it. I'll do it. Relax. I'll do it. No, I I got it out of the screen that you were stuck in. I, I know. I just thought you put the... Uh... No. Now I can't get the... Oh, I know where it is. It's down here. Pardon me for a second, folks. <laughs> this is what happens when you have a show that requires like six people to get it right. Have two people work on it. So anyway... Yeah, I would love, I would love to have another technical person that would be able to be here. Well, we got we to gotta grow the show. We got to build this thing, and then they will come. But in the meantime, let's go back to what I was talking about. Let's go back to New York. So nice, so vile. They named it twice. Okay, now you have to go down and open up the other, your, your browser page. My stupid mouse isn't working right. Everything's going wrong here. Where's the brat? Where's that? Where's oh, it? You I have had to... it. You had it. You had it. Oh, where'd it go? Right there. <laughs> Never mind. Let's just move on to the to the Knicks. <laughs> You're laughing, Robin. I ask you every day to just make sure you have this set up for me. You're down here three hours. I'm upstairs for three hours. I'm not asking for a lot. I don't mean to yell at you because it's not your fault. It's my fault. Yeah. So never mind the Jets. Screw the Jets. Screw the Jet fans. They're not really going to be affected by this, believe it or not. As, as, as easy as it is to poke fun at them, they're really not getting screwed. Now, the Knicks, they've screwed themselves. And so let's get back to the lottery because we yes. know Jet fans really probably aren't angry today because this isn't a devastating move. They've got the pieces in place. The GM gets fired. It's a shocking firing, certainly, and the timing of it is a little bizarre. But they got their guy who they think is better to work with Adam Gaze as a general manager to try to take the Jets forward and become relevant again in the AFC. They've shown some glimpses over the years, but for the most part, it's been up and down, coaching changes, quarterback changes, all kinds of changes. But let's go back to last night. As we're watching the NBA draft lottery, I watched the Pennsylvania lottery, but I never win. I don't even play anymore. In fact, you have a better chance now of winning the NBA draft lottery than you do of winning a scratch-off in this town. Or the actual real lottery. If you are Tony Bruno, because you have horrible. No, if you're anybody, in. because where where other where else can you have a seven percent a six percent chance? If the lottery said to you, you have a six percent chance of winning, would you buy a ticket? No. 
Well, you, I don't mean like the, the mega and the power balls. I mean, you have a 0% chance. You got a one in a tr- trillion. But somebody wins. Yeah, but somebody, somebody wins. Somebody always so... wins. But I'm saying your chances aren't good when you're doing mega yeah. or power ball or any of those ones where there's millions. Your odds are one in 20 million, whatever the hell they are. You buy a scratch off. They always tell you one out of every three tickets is a winner, which mm-hmm. is bullshit. And there should be a federal investigation by the Attorney General William Barr. After you're done with all the crap in Washington, I want you to investigate the Pennsylvania lottery, which has already been nailed for the biggest fixing scheme in the history of lotteries. I agree, because if one out of every three won, then if you bought three, you should have at least one winner. Exactly. Or if you even bought six, that doubles your chances. And it doesn't happen. No. But enough about the stupid lotteries, which benefit senior citizens. Although I've never seen one benefit, and I'm a senior now. <laughs> but I'm still an active senior, though. And people Kenny are Mayweather. saying that maybe you're a little stressed out because of the sex strike. No, no, the sex strike has not affected me in one way or the other. No, this this household is... Um, this, we don't play that shit in this house. <laughs> we are not adhering to in this fact, sex In fact, just somebody asked me earlier on our Twitch stream, <laughs> who, who was, which, which union is now... You know, when oh, there's a strike, yeah. it's usually a union involved, and then there's picket lines. And it's certainly lines, not the sex workers. And pi- no, the sex workers are not on strike. No. They got to make, they got to, they got the, the, mouths they, to feed. Yeah. Single women have a lot of babies to feed. So anyway, so they asked me, which union do you think would be backing the sex strike in Hollywood? And I came mm. up with the perfect answer. It's got to be the IBEW, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, because I deduced that they would be in charge of this. Because anybody who's going on a sex strike Uh has to have some sort of electrical malfunction in the brain that sends the (laughs) waves to your body that tell you that you like pleasure. So the sex strike is absolutely stupid. So that's my conclusion on that. If there's going to be one union that's going to sanction and protect it, I don't even know if the IB, the Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, we have great electricians in this town, great union, great friends. They're great people. Believe me. Trust me. And so I don't even know if they would like try to blockade anybody crossing a sex strike picket line right now. If scabs want to cross the picket line of the sex strike, I, I'm going to work Come on over. Hey, Mac, don't tell anybody, but go ahead inside. She's waiting for you. Normally, I would keep your ass out of here. I'd get my bull bullhorn. I'd get the inflatable rat, yes. put it right in front of this oh, We were told, though, that instead of an inflatable rat, there's an inflatable penis. There's an inflatable penis? Yes. Oh, yeah, that would be even better. Yeah. Have an inf- find out who's involved in a sex strike. Look for the picket lines. I'd go to Alyssa Milano's house first, and then Bette Midler, apparently. They're oh, the she's two, in on it, they're too. The two, they're the two ringleaders of the sex strike. But anyway, enough about that. Okay. What was I talking about? We're going, we're going to Oh, we're going the to the lottery. lottery. How yes. did I get from the lottery to the sex strike? I think you brought it up, Robin. Why is sex always on your mind? Uh, it's on everybody's mind, okay. apparently. I got love on my mind. Yes. The, the, the chat room is full of comments about your your. Listen, we were, on the sex, we were on the sex strike before it was cool. Immediately. Everybody else jumps on, on stuff. That. We were all over. <laughs> and anything that happens, we're all over it. You, you'll hear it here, and then you'll see it later on, and then you'll see it tomorrow. And then my friends who follow me on Twitter, two days later, are posting stories that we did on this show two days previous. Yep. That proves you're just not... You're, what, are you, what are you listening to? Well, it to? proves two things. It proves... They're not my friends anymore, and I'm going to unfriend them. No, it proves... I unfriend you it proves or unfollow. that media is listening to us to get their stories. Exactly. Now, we, again, we don't get all the stories by it. We, get, we look for stories. They right. find us. There are other stories that have been in the news that we will do. It's not like we're getting everything first. 
but we're not missing anything is my point. No. We're not missing a story, and then two days from now, a story that's old, that we're going to go and run with it. We don't do that. If a story's old for two days, I ain't putting it on this show. We ain't fronting no games. Damn right. But in the meantime, let's get back to the Knicks. So last night, in case you didn't know, by the way, I have the actual real winner of the lottery. Everybody says, who's the winner? It's the Pelicans, obviously, because they got the first pick. Right. But Connie Halfin is the real winner. Nobody's going to mention her name today. Connie Halfin. Remember this name, Robin. Connie Halfin. Connie Halfin. She is a season ticket holder of your New Orleans Pelicans. And a lot of teams did this. We did it in Philly here. They look for a good luck charm to bring to the lottery. You know, when Pat Croce was here as the Sixers president. And then uh, when Sam Hinkie was here, he brought brought a couple of fanboys with him. And they were in the back room uh, bringing out the, uh, the lubricant and pay homage while they were on their knees to Sam Hinkie. But people bring good luck charms. The Knicks sent out Patrick Ewing to represent them. And Patrick Ewing was the first pick in the draft 34 years ago. When, this, when, the, when the Knicks won the draft lottery and Patrick Ewing went on to have a Hall of Fame career and a dominant player. So he was the good luck charm for the Knicks. Connie Halfin wasn't actually the good luck charm, but they did a, a, a contest in New Orleans where they asked season ticket holders to tell them why they had a good luck charm that the general manager, David Griffin, was going to take with him to Chicago, the site of the draft lottery on Tuesday night last night. So David Griffin receives from this woman, Connie Halfin, a 56-year-old wooden good luck charm, an angel. Okay. So she gives him a wooden angel, which she's had for 56 years in the house. Not angel, of course, from Buffy the Vampire, our good friend David Boreanaz. Right. Because he was angel, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. We may have to play uh, Calling All Angels by, uh, what's the name of the group there? Calling all angels. Yeah, that's... Oh, uh, damn. Uh, right train. Now. Train. Is that it? Yes. Look up train calling all angels. We'll play that in the background. But in the meantime, so David Griffin, the GM, goes to the lottery. His team has a 6% chance to win. They're basically seven teams ahead of him. And what happens? The good luck charm where Connie Halfin provided the right amulet. We call it an amulet, tchotchke. What would you call a little wooden angel that you keep in your house, in your tchotchke room? Because uh, it's something you probably keep, an angel. You, you know, you're super religious. You have all kinds of paraphernalia. No, it's a good luck charm. But when you use an angel, that's really not, that's not like having a bunny rabbit ear. Yeah. You know, hanging a, or, or, or an Italian horn around your necklace. Yeah, this is it. This is a train, right? Yes. It's a great song, too, by the way. Do you want me to turn it up or just, yeah, leave it in just the give me a little taste? So he was calling all angels, or at least one angel. David Griffin. And it was Connie Halfin who provided the, the angel. And all of a sudden, the New Orleans Pelicans are still relevant. Because they pretty much people were thinking, oh, you know, they tried to get Anthony Davis out of there, the Lakers, they got in trouble for tampering because he's not a free agent. And then they called Connie Halfin and she said. Now, how many angel songs did you think of when you thought of this, Robin? I immediately thought of this song. You are a musical person, Tony Bruno. Even though I hate musicals. 
All right, enough of the train. That train out of here. Not the cooch train. The train train. So they get the pick. And, of course, the draft is, this is a draft lottery. This isn't the draft. So now everybody already has figured out who's going to be picks one through the 30 in the first round. Right. And they're even doing the second round, which is ridiculous. But, hey, do, you got to do it. What are you going to do? You got the lottery. Zion is apparently the first pick. So now, all of a sudden, everybody was upset in New York because they found out earlier. So as they're doing the ping pong ball thing and stalling for an hour to do this lottery, right. like we're stalling to get to the story, they found out something was terribly, terribly wrong in New York when the word came out that the Washington Wizards has moved up. They were way down. Teams were moving up that they needed to have. The, the, the Pelicans needed to know that certain teams that were in the lottery, because mm-hmm, there's only 14 mm-hmm. teams, right. that they were actually moving up because they start going up the order. Right. And then when they announced, this is pretty much it. When the Cavaliers, when the Cleveland Cavaliers got the fifth pick in the draft, remember, they were one of the three teams that had the 14% chance of winning the lottery. They had the most chances, 14%. But they changed it this year because in prior years, before this year, the worst team had a 25% chance of winning the lottery. I mentioned this at the very beginning. So what happened is the last four years, the team with the 25% chance has won the first overall pick, including mm-hmm. the Sixers with Ben right. Simmons and go but down the list. it's not guaranteed. No, but now what's happening is teams around the league saw, hey, if we tank the hardest, we're going to get the first pick because, look, we got a 25% chance. Yep. Then the teams beneath them, after the first team, it would go down the, the number of balls that they had and the chances they had to uh-huh. get the number one pick. So obviously if the last four years, which is a trend – the team with the worst record got 25% chance of winning, was winning. They said, we got to do something to fix this lottery thing. It's a disaster. Yeah. So then they decided that this year, for the first time, the top three teams that are the worst teams all get 14% chance to win. So it could be one of three teams with the best chance. Mm-hmm. And guess what happened? The one of three teams with the best chance didn't get it. And they, so is that good or bad? I mean, it's good if you're it the shows, New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, but it shows how crappy the lottery system is. But it, but, it's, but the lottery means that you don't have, you know you, you buy a scratch off and you buy a ticket. You don't know if you're going to win. The New Orleans Pelicans had no idea, no thought in their minds that they were going to win this, this, despite the good luck charm. But this proves that tanking is stupid. Yes, it is. And it, and, and if you the only team that actually had paid off was the stinking Lakers. The Lakers mailed in the second half of their season when LeBron realized that his team sucked, and then he went there for all this money and wasted a year of his career on a crappy team. So the Lakers wind up getting the fourth pick. They were the 11th worst team. I mean, they had the 11th best odds or worst odds, depending on how you look at it. So when the Cavaliers get the fifth pick, that's when the New York Knicks were still in play. Because they knew they were at least in the top four. Because the Cavs were one of the worst teams with them. And they got picked number five. So now Nick fans are thinking, well, that means we're still on the board. We're still in play. We're excited. And then something went terribly, terribly wrong. The Los Angeles Lakers. Tank City, L.A. Not Rip City, which is Portland. And not all the other cities, including Oakland, which is the town. But they'll be back in the city next year when they move to San Francisco. That's why they've been calling themselves the town this year. And then they'll be the city again. The town will go away. So the Lakers get the fourth pick. And the New York Knicks 
are now shedding bricks. How about that rhymes? And then finally, the third pick was announced. And you knew that the New York Knicks were not going to get the first pick. Some people did not. No, you know, like anything else, like when people watch. Hope springs eternal. People Tommy. always have cameras now rolling in their living rooms. And we've seen like Dallas Cowboy yes. fans or Eagle fans or any fan when their team's about to lose or about to win and something goes wrong and they bust up their houses. A good friend of ours, Jason Barrett, the man who runs Barrett Sports Media. Yep. His son is now a teenager. Yep, Dylan. Dylan is heading to college. And he's a big New York Knicks fan. Yes, he is. Let's go live. Well, this isn't live. This was last night during the draft lottery when Dylan Barrett, <laughs> Dylan Barrett was watching his TV and watching the lottery live. And this is the unvarnished, unedited emotions of a young man whose team let him down again. The third pick goes to... Sorry. Fuck! <laughs> the second made by the Memphis Grizzlies. The Pelicans got what? That the number one Are you kidding me? The 2019 NBA draft goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. The third pick goes to... <laughs> I think it's just the beginning one more time. Yeah, let me hear it. Sorry. That's my favorite part where he says sorry, sorry and many curses. <laughs> sorry. Play it one more time. Oh, oh. I, I, I'm not trying to embarrass Jason, but obviously he recorded it and he put it on his Twitter feed. So we did ask his permission. Yes. We did ask Jason Barrett his permission if we could play his son's reaction to the draft lottery. And Dylan is actually listening. He's okay. watching the show right now. He's online and he's in the chat room. But I love. <laughs> Even his British bulldog wasn't very happy. I know, but I love. I love is that a British bulldog? That's what it looks like. You see yeah, the dog out. English bulldog. English so, bulldog. So why he, isn't it out of British? Why is it English? Why can't it be British? It's the name, Tony. Okay. So anyway, this. So <laughs> I love. I love that uh, this is the first time apparently he said the f bomb in front of Jason. It happens. I mean, I said it. I mean, that's amazing. I've that said it once or never... twice, but I had to be angry to say it in front of my mom. Robin says it routinely in front of my mom. Bad. We've bad. already really. But that that is that is great. That is just that. You know why? Because that's not faked. A lot of these videos you see online are faked. People set them up and then they pretend that they're angry. No, no, no. This, this is, is real, and this, this is, is good parenting here by Jason Barrett. It is. This is good parenting because he raised his son in New York, even though he lived in San Francisco when he was programming radio stations. He he was here in Philly as a program director, but his kid was raised as a New York sports fan. Yes, he was. Because that's where he was born. That's where his dad is from. And while his dad has been program director, he was in San Francisco while. While Dylan was growing up in his formative years, and now he's an adult. He's a real New York sports fan. And he's a great kid. He even thanks you. goes, thank you, Tony, for playing this. Now, we here, play it one more time. Here, one I more don't time. think this is, this is nothing to be ashamed of. No, it's not. But this, it, is, this, this is what real sports fans do when a team that they love so much, and you're, and you're basically, you can taste the number one pick. You can taste Zion. Zion was yours. He was yours. there. And this is Jason's uh, tweeted this to you after we asked him if we could play it. He goes, Tony, his on-air de debut includes the F word. How many can claim that? Nobody. Hashtag Even history I, maker. This is history. He's like Chris Sale becoming the first guy to have 17 strikeouts in seven innings in a Major League Baseball game. 
Now, Dylan Barrett, one more time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's put your hands together for this young man. A real sports passionate. fan. Passionate. It's passion. Yeah, yes. He didn't bust a teeth. I wrote back to Jason last night. I said, at least he didn't bust up your big screen. Yeah. Because a lot of these he videos you see of people flipping out at home, what do they do? He didn't He didn't knock any over. He didn't, like, no. punch the wall. Look, the, and he the, even apologized immediately. He apologized before he dropped the F-bomb, yeah, though. But, that doesn't normally happen. No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm very, Let's play very, one more time. One more time. And, Let's play, and then I'll put my hand. making fun of you because this this is that that's me when I'm watching games. That's me when I and that's me when you're when the Eagles when the Donovan McNabb era or right when when they didn't win the Super Bowl when you're supposed to win. I mean the Knicks were supposed to win. That's why I wasn't that upset when the Sixers lost. They weren't supposed to win the championship. And so if your team's supposed to win a championship and they don't or supposed to win a lottery and they don't, you get pissed off when you're a real fan. But the good news is we have learned now because uh, Jason and, and Dylan are watching us on Twitch TV, that they're both resting comfortably today <laughs> in, uh, in, New, in the New York metropolitan area. I won't release him. I'm not going to dox him. I'm not going to have people go to his address. But that's pure passion right there. How funny was that, Robin? It's, I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh, we got to play this. we got to play this. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. And, you know, we, he can't, we can't play this on any radio stations, no. right? They'd have to bleep it out. Exactly. It's not fun if you bleep it out. That's the good thing about having an internet show to being on an app. The FCC is not going to come down on us now and take us off the air. I still can't believe that Dylan had never said the F-bomb in front of his dad prior to I can't that. either. That's a, not, that, even a, not even slipping I mean, one in. Dylan, you're, not, you're listening right now. Is that true? <laughs> I just, I'm so impressed. And what are you, are like 16, 17? Well, yeah, I know he's going to college. Yeah, I know, fall. so he must be 17. Exactly. When I was 17, it was a very good impressive. year. Oh, and I learned the truth at 17. <laughs> when I was 17. That was the Frank Sinatra yes. classic. We may have to play that today. We talk about great songs. And then, of course, Janice Ian's I Learned the Truth at 17. Remember that song? Oh, yeah, that was another yeah. one. See, I mean, maybe, you know, all Jay- of those songs would be totally inappropriate nowadays because it implies that you had underage sex. But then 19 by Steely Dan was basically old dudes hitting on 19-year-old girls, which is totally acceptable now, I guess. No. You're not supposed to. But they're le- I mean, when you're over 18, you're not a minor anymore. Right, correct. So that might, when, when, we, when you talk about songs from back in the day, it was the sweet little 16 era. That was back when everybody was sing, singing about 16-year-old girls, mm-hmm. right? That wasn't cool then, and it's, uh, and, well, it was acceptable, I guess, in a song, but it's certainly not well, cool now. Well, when I was 18, I was dating somebody much older than I was, 33. You know what I always say when it comes to this kind of stuff, especially all you know, I want to say this for the Nick fans. I'm, I, don't, I don't revel in other people's sorrows. I've gone through a lot of stupid sports moments in my life where I've watched teams lose. And you just move on, and you try to move on and get past it. 
Just think of this, Dylan, today. This is, this is pretty much the summation of what life's all about anymore. And I think this is what the Nick fans should be thinking today. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. That's what Portland Trailblazer fans are thinking of today after they lost game one of the Western Conference Finals last night at the Oracle in Oakland. They went in there all jacked up, C.J. McCollum, Dame, and then they got their doors blown out in the Western Conference Finals last night. And you see what their coach, Terry Stott, said afterwards? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. And last night he made a shit. And the interesting thing is Terry Stotts was a bitter and broken man after the game. You lost the game, it's game one, Terry, relax. Somebody, people are asking you questions, how come you couldn't do anything defensively? We know how great uh, Steph Curry is. Newsflash, Steph Curry can, can score from anywhere on the floor. He made nine three-pointers last night. And here's the worst part if you're the Portland Trailblazers and you're trying to explain how you were trying to play defense. Seven of Steph Curry's nine three balls last night were uncontested. Do you know what that means, Robin? That means nobody was even close to yeah. guarding him. He just basically could stand there and shoot. Without, it's more about like I mean, the, what the Sixers were doing a lot in their pathetic. series against Toronto. So, again, Portland's a good team. But Steph Curry last night was on another planet. 36 points, nine threes. I mentioned seven uncontested. And here's the amazing part. The Warriors win by 22 points in game one. They were like six and a half, seven and a half. So whatever the point spread was, that was an easy one. You were cashing that baby at the end of the third quarter. But we're talking about benches and teams like in the Sixer Warriors, Sixer series against Toronto. Both teams only went like seven deep. You know how many players played for each team? And I know a lot of it was garbage time. But the Portland Trailblazers used all 12 available players in the game last night. And, you know, when you're a good team, you're going you're gonna to shorten your bench in the playoffs. And remember, this game wasn't a blowout in the third quarter. It got away from them. But you had the Portland Trailblazers use 12 players last night. They were all minus the Golden State Warriors used all 13 of their players. Every single guy that had a Warrior uniform got into that game last night. 13 players, and guess what? They were all plus at the end of the night. So it was a bad night for, the, for the Damian Lillard and the boys. He had 19 points, but it, he only shot 4 of 12 with 7 turnovers. So the bottom line is, there's no doubt that the Golden State Warriors will go down as one of the greatest, if not the, the greatest three-point shooting machine in NBA history. And even, even when Clay Thompson doesn't have a monster night, somebody's going to shoot the lights out. And that's, that's the danger of the Golden State Warriors. And oh, by the way, no Kevin Durant again. So that's going to increase the, the talk about, do they really need Kevin Durant to win an NBA championship? They won him without him, and now they're winning games without him. And the stats without Kevin Durant in the lineup are pretty convincing. So while Kevin Durant's talking about going somewhere else in the Knicks or wherever... He's a free agent. The Golden State Warriors will not be toast without Kevin Durant. Does he make them a better team in a long season when you got to give guys a rest and he carries you many nights? Yes. But that's what's going to make this offseason in the NBA, even for the Knicks. Let's be honest. Even though the Knicks got the third pick and not the first pick, they're in a good spot because Anthony Davis is in New Orleans. Are they going to keep Anthony Davis and Zion in New Orleans? Are they even going to take Zion? Or are they going to trade that pick to somebody who's really desperate? See, I think they have to keep Zion if you're the Pelicans 
because you won the lottery, and he's the best player. But you still have Anthony Davis, and now all of a sudden Anthony Davis, who really doesn't have any leverage at all because he's a free, he's not a free agent. He has to be traded somewhere else. So now he becomes an even bigger trading chip for the New Orleans Pelicans. So now the Lakers, who have the fourth pick, can go and call Alvin Gentry, the GM, and say, hey, hey, you like that number four pick? What say you give us Anthony Davis out here to go along with LeBron? And then you guys have Zion at the number one pick, and then you can take another player at the number four pick. That's going to be awfully tantalizing for the New Orleans Pelicans. Again, Anthony Davis can't just walk and go play for any other team. They have to trade him. And now the Lakers have a huge trading chip at number four if they really want Anthony Davis, the guy they tried to get in illegally tampered with during this last disaster season for the Lakers. But now with the Lakers, they tank, and they get the fourth pick. The Knicks who tank, completely tank, get the third pick. So that so some people will say that's good. Some people will say that's bad. So in other words, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. So I don't know how to react to this new lottery format because they changed it to try to make it better. Will this mean more teams will try to tank or less teams will try to tank? Because as I mentioned, the three worst teams all had almost identical records. Right. All had 14% chances of winning. So there were three teams at least with higher hopes of getting that pick. Two of them wound up in the top three. The Knicks at number three. Well, the Cavs wound up at number five. Memphis wound up in there too. So two teams of the, of the worst. And the Pelicans obviously were the ones with the number one pick that no one on earth thought with a 6% chance that they would get it. So there's your NBA uh, wrap-up. We got game one of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight, the Bucks and the Raptors. We got a lot of baseball news, hockey chatter too, and some other updates from Miss Robin today. So we're underway. We're not even an hour in, and look how much we've covered on this program today, Robin. We have already put it all out on the table, and we're not even an hour into our three-hour marathon on this What Up Wednesday. And we thank everybody for joining us, everybody for... Uh, Oh, somebody at the door. Oh, I will have to go get that. Who's at the door? Avon calling? Full of rush man? Maybe it's my new phone. You have to go up, Robin. We may unsheath Robin's new phone. Okay. And and one thing we don't do in this house. One thing I'm going to have to get is a new camera, that's for sure. Damn it, Robin, I thought we had a new camera. Bring the new camera I was in there. Get another camera that um, that wasn't quite as fancy. I just needed something a little bit smaller. Why, but... why would you not want a fancy camera on me? You're... We're moving on up. You are from absolutely the east side. Right. I, you know what? I'm I got gonna... a thirty-dollar Logitech camera on me, and you don't want to upgrade and get a hundred-dollar camera. The new camera. How's Damn that? Damn right! I just paid for it, and it's sitting there in a box. What's the matter with you? There was a guy with a yellow vest. I don't think he's one of those French protesters. I think it was a delivery guy. So Robin's running upstairs. We're in the wine cellar live here in South Philadelphia, the epicenter of pretty much nothing right now other than the Joe Douglas story. Joe Douglas, according to me and my gut feelings, will be the new general manager of the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Book it. Bet on it. Speaking of that, on this Wednesday, the Preakness draw will be pulled. And now I'm having, I'm having a lot of mixed emotions about whether or not I should actually release my Preakness stone-cold Superfecta locks on Friday. Everybody always asks me, Tony, you know your horse shit. 
And they always ask me to release my picks, and I always do. And I did for the greatest superfecta payout in Kentucky Derby and Triple Crown history. Did anybody bet it? No. I gave you $51,400. So now I'm thinking, should I bother doing this again for you, the loyal listeners? And you're going to have to beg me because there's a lot of work involved in making these picks. I don't just throw darts against the wall. Wait, we have an update from Miss Robin. She has just returned down to the Bruno Wine Cellar here with an update on what was in the what was in the box. We what have, was in the box? There are a lot of things in the box, Tony Bruno. You got a lot of different things from Amazon Prime? Yes. So I'm having a hard time Well, first of all, here's the camera that I was going to Return. We bought it at Best Buy. Yeah, I was going to return it for a slightly smaller... That's a nice item right there. It is. It is a very good camera, so I think Which I one? Would... That's a, that's a, it's the upgraded Logitech. That's Correct. like a $120 item right there. This is the um, Logitech C922 Pro. Oh, we love pros in different areas. I got pros in different area codes myself. So, so uh, I, will probably, I, I will probably install this momentarily. Thank you. I cannot do this show without my beautiful face being and rammed this, into a camera. This right here, Tony... This right here is finally going to change my life. Is it a, a sex strikes a replacement sex toy from Alyssa Milano? No, no it is. Is it a purity ring that she sell? By the way, that purity ring story was a joke. She's not yes, really selling. We know that. People, no, people didn't. They thought it was real. It's a parody account. See, that's the thing about parody accounts now. If they're not being banned on Twitter, they're actually funnier than real accounts. And they actually make more sense than many supposed real legitimate news accounts. But Babylon B is one of those sites. It's obviously a parody account, and they put a lot of, like, religious jokes on there, mocking religion for the most part. Yes. And so I always retweet those, even though people accuse me of being some, like, evangelist because of some of my <laughs> yeah, views. you are such an evangelist. I've got, listen, I'll be on the express elevator to hell based on my life as a Catholic-slash-Christian but in the meantime, let's go to Robin opening up I know, I'm, I'm the new opening, product. Opening up an app. What was in the other box? You got multiple packages. Well, the other one, I believe, are accessories to go with. So just so everybody knows, phones are freaking expensive nowadays. No kidding. They're like $2,000 for a phone now. And and Which is way way too outrageous. And so and, and being a good, I, I do have both Scottish and Dutch in me. We are very, very chintzy and frugal. It's not even about being chintzy. It's not you're not an addict. You don't have to have the latest right. phone. People now buy a phone every year. Well, I would and you know why they keep putting out new phones every year? Because people are buying the new phones right. every and, year. And on top of which, when you are like on a carrier, like a Verizon or a T-Mobile mm -hmm. or whatever, they allow you to purchase it um, and, and make payments. So exactly. You, so you're you basically, and yeah. now if you buy a phone for $1,000 and you have to pay it off over two years of your contract with mm -hmm. any of these companies, you're still paying like $60 a I month. Know. It's crazy. $60 a it's month. It's crazy. For, but, for the phone to rent, to basically, it's it, you could it, your car payments are cheaper right. than so that it, in some places. In other words, it's just sort of like built into your phone your phone plan, so you're like, oh, it's not really that big. Yeah, you don't look yes, at that. Yes, it is. Then you see all the taxes and all the other charges. Listen, you can do whatever you want. I'm not telling anybody what to do with their money. You can buy a new phone every week. So Robin's had but an I'm old phone. But I'm too cheap for that. I'm so, too cheap for that because on my phone, I bought, a, I bought a Samsung Galaxy S7 because my other phone crapped out. Right. And I had that for five years. Right. And I'm not buying a phone every year because everybody else is. 
And I don't have to have an iPhone because everybody else does. So I have had, and I take, you and I both, we take very, very good care of Even when I lose it and find it again, I feel, even though my phone costs $99 as a replacement, because we have total wireless, and you don't have to be into a contract, and you don't have to buy a new, you can buy a phone. Like this J7 for a hundred bucks. Correct. It's just as good as my S. Um, no, this is an S7. Well, and, the, and we had these and when I had we had really, Verizon, and yes. then we switched them over exactly. because they were compatible with Total Verizon. So this is a Note 4. I love my Note 4. Unfortunately, it's shot. It is shot, and not only that, the uh, phone companies don't support the hardware inside of it anymore. They don't keep giving it updates. In effect, they're pretty much forcing you to get a new phone. Exactly. Now we buy new batteries. You yep. know, we buy. We, I bought new batteries. You can get them online for like ten bucks. So they used to be a hundred dollars just for the batteries. A few not years a ago. scratch on her. Exactly. Not a not a chip because I. Is it a her? Is a phone a she too? I think so. I know boats are always have to be she, but there's a lot of things that you call he, not he she's. You can call them whatever you want because you know you can't right. judge and. But look at me. Look at I. There's not even... Look at this. Look at this. I'm going to take they it out. I can't look. People are just listening. So you're taking it out of the so protective case. I'm taking out the protective case. Let me case. see that. There is not a in front scratch of the on here. This is nice. This is 4G, too. Except now you're buying a 4G phone, the one you got, when 5G is yeah, right whatever. around the corner, Robin. So this is what I did. I went on eBay, mm-hmm. and I bought a used one. And now what does it look like? Is it, it, is, it, is is it the, flawless? It is the Note... Nine, which is the highest note available now. Remember, the, the Note no- Seven was the one that they got rid of because they came out with it and, and it, was it was crappy. Blowing up, <laughs> and then they they basically discontinued it. Right, this is Samsung Galaxy. Right. Again, we have I have my. I think it was the S. I have Apple. I've got. We all have our Apple desktops. But this is this but is. But phones. I'm not in. I'm sorry, iPhone users. You can do whatever you want. I think Samsung is a better phone. This is the Note the Note 9, and I bought it in near mint condition, and it is, again, not a scratch on it. I will be... It was used by a woman who didn't have Twitter or any social media, so you know it's okay. It's like the old car. She only drove it to church on Sundays. So why would somebody... Because the S10 came out, right? Well, the S... No. So the S10 is out. This is the Note. This is the Note Is there a 10. Note 9 or 10? Do they do that? The when note- they do an S10... No, it's not always okay. the same, but they will be coming out with the Note 10, I think, next year. Okay, or so this on. is the Note 9 this if you're scoring it home. And it is in near mint condition, they Is the said. screen scratched? Is it all nope. cleaned up? There is not a scratch on it, when, which means that um, I already, which I'm assuming is in this container. So, so... Is it already just, on and active? Is you just, have to. This is to, how excited I am about you're it. Gonna flip, this was, wait a minute. You're going to do a live SIM card switch yeah. on the air? Uh, I don't know if I'll do that. All right, but we can't be that this, stupid. This phone normally would cost you like $1,200 if you purchased it through your carrier. I just popped out the magnetic charging thing on the bottom of your phone, Robin. Damn it, Tony. It dropped. Brown. It's on the floor it's here. Okay. Nobody gives a crap. Um, this, this phone would have cost almost $1,200 if you were buying it at home. How much? I bought it. For four hundred and forty-five dollars, comes with everything, like the the little the, the stylus. stylus is in here. The only thing it didn't come with is its is the charging cable. But I have all those. Aren't they so. pretty much generic? Aren't, everything's pretty much the same now. Well, no, because we use the little magnetic ones, and but so I'm it's saying just, the ports are pretty much all the same now. Well, this is a different one. So, but I have that port because when I bought the magnetic cables that mm-hmm. that we have now that are fantastic that just, just Robin you had a stylus in this thing have you ever used this yes, over I, 5 years yes i have you're all excited about the stylus so i'm excited and i got whatever it. makes you happy is 
See what happens during a sex strike? You have to find other things to make you happy. <laughs> and Robin, it's a new phone. I don't want to hear you bitching about your phone anymore, ever, ever, ever again. I when won't my for phone the next crapped four out, years. When my phone crapped out, Robin had to physically have me restrained in Best Buy as I was trying to buy a flip phone. I was going to go buy a 1995 <laughs> burner phone because that's how much I care about all the other bullshit that's on there. So, so what else did you get with it? Doing, you, you had to buy that, though, right? This I had to buy. So how much did that? Now, what is that, the case? This was like fourteen ninety nine. It's ridiculous. Hey, it's worth it if it protects your we're phone, We're going to have right? to do an eight-hour show we're on doing, Twitch every day now to pay for all this crap. We're doing a unboxing. Do you know what this is? This is what they do on, on different shows where they Oh, they do that stuff. on different yeah. Twitch shows when they people send them the stuff from their Amazon wish list? Yes, and this was this, this was exciting, not this man. this was not sent by a fan, however, though. So, and we but, have a wish list on there. If you yes. want to be, you know, it's sort of like you scratch our back, we'll scratch your ass. There are some whatever you would need need from us. We're here to do. There are some very fine, fun things available for anybody to purchase for the Bruno Nation show if they so desire. What don't you? So here's my new case. I know. This is really, really exciting now, ladies and gentlemen. Look, look. I feel like I'm watching QVC2 at 3 a.m. See how this is in What is it? What goes in there? It's it's credit cards and stuff, so I don't have to carry a wallet. Oh. Well, you don't need to carry your ID anymore anywhere or have ID to vote or do anything. So that's good. We don't even need your ID or your Social Security card. Voila. Well, nobody should carry their Social Security. But the new scam, by the way, yesterday, just unsheathed, I had multiple messages on my phone. And I want to play it on the air today because I want people to watch out for this. As a public service to you, the consumer, I will now play one of my voicemails. You know, it wasn't from Tiger Woods' girlfriend or the woman in the bar that manages his bar down in Florida who is now being sued because one of the bartenders went out and drank at one night who was apparently an alcoholic. And not that that makes it good to die when you're drinking and driving, but that's a controversy now as we get ready for the PGA to start. I mean, it's really sad. Yes. Well, we're not going to get but, into okay. that story. because that's. But I want to play this. Did you erase those, Robin? Do what? Did you erase my two voicemails from the IRS? Oh, I did. Why did you erase them? I am very sorry because they were I wanted were to fake. play them and show as, the, for, as a public service for the people out there to not get scammed because people will fall for this shit. I apologize. God damn it, Robin. Who, you never erase any of my voice. Why are you even on my phone? Because you, would, you asked me if they were fake. I said yes, they are, and I. And then why did so? Why did you? They were they were both the same message from two different phone numbers within a ten minute period. So if you get a phone number from an eight hundred number and it's like a robotic voice, it talks about your we're gonna your your social security has number suspended. has been suspended. It's total lies. Yes. People buy anything. Somebody calls you. You don't know who it is. And it says, we're we from play, the IRS. So by we're from the, way, the uh, just so that you, re if you recall, Tony Bruno, uh, several months ago, I got that and we played that one on the air. I know, but I wanted to play the social security one. And you, for some reason last night, erased the damn things from the phone. Here, hold on a second. Give it to me, please. <sighs> you see what I have to deal with here, ladies and gentlemen, every day? <sighs> You see what I have to deal with? Damn it. Oh, look. They're still there because they are under the deleted section. Oh, okay. Section. I'm sorry. Good. They didn't go away completely? No. All right. I'm sorry, Robin. 
Let's resume uh, programming already in progress. I, I believe I, I deserve an apology. I just said I'm sorry. Oh, I, I need a better one. I'm not Brian Sims. <laughs> I don't do a fake apolo- non-apology I apology. I need a better apology. Gosh, I'm sorry, you. Robin, but don't you ever damn dare erase my damn phone without my, my damn knowledge. Let's go to the phones. Now, this is the phone call I got yesterday. So we know, I, in fact, I saw a story in the news this morning that robocalls will be up 50% this year from a year ago. It's nuts. You know, with all these don't call block lists, no matter what you do to try to keep spam from getting to you, even though you don't give out your phone numbers, they don't care. It's not that they know your phone number or somebody finds your phone number and tries to scam you. They just randomly dial numbers. And that, it used to be people knew who you were or you, like, asked for something online and then they would get your information and then sell your phone number. Mm-hmm. These, are just, these are just machines. These are machines that just dial random numbers to try to get one person to be a sucker. And a lot of them, we saw this story the other day. If you get a phone call from somebody and they don't leave a message and they hang up, yeah, you know what they want you to do? Yes. They want you to call it back to see who it is. And once you call it back... You're then giving them your phone number. No, what? Yes, no, because they already had your phone number. No, but they they had your phone but, number as a random number. Is, it's like a it's like a nine hundred number. So once you call them back, you are paying to You're call getting that charged. number. You're getting charged. But my point is, they're not calling you because they know who you are. Right. These are random robocalls. They're being made by machines. You could actually see the machines. They don't want you to the answer. They want you to see that Correct. somebody called. No, because they call hang up. They don't leave a message. They right. just hang up. And then you call it back, and boom, you get charged. And they get your number so they can scam you with other things. But this is what I got yesterday from the IRS. I'm going to play it. Not the IRS. Somebody uh, claiming to be from the Social Security Administration. Let's listen in. Department is to inform you that we just suspend your Social Security number because we found some suspicious activity. So if you want to know about this case, just press one. Thank you. This call is from the Department of Social Security Administration. The reason you have received this phone call from our department is to inform you that we just suspend your Social Security number because we found some suspicious activity. Well, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to get my Social Security number out so we can put an end to this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> By the way, we want to thank FML Tony. F them all, Tony. F them all. He subscribed with Twitch Prime, and he subscribed for two months. Now, um, this FYI. Oh. Right, let me give him a run around of applause. If you are listening on Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, totally got distracted. We've been going on forever. Oh, we haven't man. even said goodbye to those people. If you are listening on those uh, other channels, please make the switch to Twitch because this, the Twitch channel is the only place that's going to play the entire full show and it's the only place where you can chat in the chat room with us with our other fans it's like a bruno familia and speaking of the bruno familia if you see the little bf in front of your name not bff that means that, that means they're upstairs waiting for me after the show no <laughs> that means that you have subscribed and you are part of the the Bruno Mafia, the Bruno Familia. Exactly. And as you subscribe further, you can get different ranks. Ranks? The, yes. You can become a cop. Well, many of our listeners are ranked, though, but I don't judge on the show. We just we just love all these people no matter what they are, no matter what they we smell do. like, what they look like, what they taste like, their, their opinions. We don't... There's no political uh, affiliation here. You don't have to worry about right. whether you're a Democrat or Republican, an Independent, 
or all the other crap that people are throwing out there. And we, you are correct that we do love everybody, but we love people even more who have who are following on on Twitch and who have subscribed. I hope Dylan and Jason Barrett are following the show now because Jason follows all media. Correct. He follows all over-the-air radio stations, podcasts, anything media-related, Barrett Media at BSM. They, uh, they put on the show. I got my award right here from Jason. Correct. And his organization. Yeah, they actually, do a great I, job. We forgot to mention that when, uh, when Dylan was watching to make sure that his dad saw that. Can you see it in the, uh, in the camera angle, Rob? Yes. I want to make sure people see it. It's like, it's like when you're on those, watch those TV talking head shows and they always have their books in the background. Yes. I got my books. I'm going to put them down. I can't put my nude pictures up there, though. No, but we do have a a nice picture in front of the ocean at, um, that's on the same beach as the... um, uh, It's in Joost van Dijk. Joost van Dijk. I don't care how you bring them, Joost van Dijk. Can, and so say goodbye. Say goodbye, Tony, to our Periscope and other uh, fans, and hopefully we'll see them on the flip, on the Twitch side. I'm giving the Fortnite wave. They do it really fast, right? It's like a quick wave, the Fortnite wave. I think so. I got to call... Who's the guy on Twitch? The number. Uh, who's the big guy on Twitch? Like the king of Twitch? Uh, Ninja. Ninja. I got to find out from Ninja about the Fortnite wave because I haven't played it, and the reason why I won't, I won't play it because I'll get addicted, and then I oh, won't yes, do. Oh yes, you and, and that's why it's not because I don't like stuff like that. I don't want to get addicted. How the heck do you open up this back panel? <laughs> I think you got to get a ball peen hammer, and then you got to get a real nice chisel, not a concrete chisel. Nice wood chisel. Look, see, it even has the say the. Oh, it plastic. still has a protective condom on it. Yeah. So you know that is not going to get pregnant as soon as you unfortunately touch it the wrong way. Look at that. So, so I got this for less than half of what you would normally ca- uh, buy it for. Aren't you proud of me? Yeah, I'm proud that I only had to pay uh, four hundred and something dollars instead of a thousand dollars. Hey. Ridiculous. That would have been much easier if I had hit the stupid Superfect and bet on my own picks and won $51,400. I do agree with you, though. Now, I'm not going to give out my picks. Not today, at least. You're still waiting. You insert the SIM card of the micro SD on the top. You need a tool to get it open. Well, we got plenty oh, of tools around here. Oh, so I don't actually... Okay. See, now, that, thank you, Bob from Valley thank Forge. You. You're so helping you- us. We help you. That is the only bad thing about uh, not having the original box, but I don't need to pay. Let me see if it really looks good, though. Is it clean? Is the screen? Did it have a screen protector on it already? Um, it might have had at one point, but I need to get my own. Oh, that's, that's clean. Yeah. I will give you one hour for this thing to look like it was, it, was, it was run through the streets of San Francisco in Union Square. That's what it'll look like. I guarantee it. Oh, it's got the infinity edge there. Yes. It's like an infinity pool, except... Not even close to being as cool. Because if I had an infinity pool, would I be sitting in the basement in South Philly on May 15th? Hell no. Meanwhile, so that's a, but that's a bigger phone than the yes, uh, the Note 4, right? Uh, yeah, it's physically, yeah. you got it right next to it. Hold it right next to that son of a bitch. You actually have it. I think it's taller but not wider. No, it's much bigger. And now you're going to have to get bigger pairs of pants with bigger pockets in them. Because every chick that I ever see has to have their phone in their back pocket. Do you ever notice that, Robin? Women have their phones in their back pockets. Because and our it really front messes up their ass because be- then, you, then your jeans get messed up. That's because our front pockets are not as large as I know, but, but I used to get the arguments from my doctor, from my, my, my chiropractor and my regular doctors, do not put your wallet in your back pocket as a man. Remember, all men used to have their wallets in their back pockets. 
And then they were told that if you put a wallet in your back pocket, it's really bad for your spine and it's bad for your posture. But now chicks everywhere have phones in their back pockets. And you know what that is, don't you, Robin? Is that an outrage, Tony? You're damn right it is. It's an outrage. It's a damn outrage. Anyway, let's get back to the business. I'm out with the chicks with phones in their back pocket. Trevor from the 203 up there in Connecticut says on the... I know the entry. I know Joe. Joe Quillen checking in. That's why I'm not even mentioning the Preakness because the Kentucky Derby, they did the post draw mm-hmm. on the Tuesday night, which is normally Wednesday, but they moved it to Tuesday. The Preakness, because it's only an 11 or 12 horse field, right. they will draw the post at 5 o'clock this afternoon. That's why tomorrow, you know who's going to be back on the show? I'm excited. I Hank love him. Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. Hank Goldberg. The man with his combined brain knowledge and my combined horse knowledge gave you the five horses. Now, you have not told him of your heartbreaking event yet. Are you going to tell him ahead of time, or are you going to rehash it again on the show? I'm going to rehash it. I'm going <laughs> to beat this thing to death. Because I'm, I'm, I was try, I've been trying to get over it for the last two weeks, Robin. It will be you two were, You were traumatized. Seriously. It was a traumatizing event. I'm still not over it. And Hank and I... And we'll play the tape back when Hank comes on tomorrow. Okay. Because he even mocks me when he was on. He does. When he told he me. He just like, why would you want to do? And he no, goes, no, he didn't mock me. He said, if I want to use the Tony Bruno method to try to win a gazillion dollars, then I would do the five horses. So he was sort of like, it, it, was, it was more of an homage than it was a rip job. Because he gave me five horses. He actually gave me like six or seven. But the five that we, we narrowed it down to, which were the five horses, thanks to the elimination of the seven horse. But that did happen. That's a fact. I had other horse combinations, and I bet other horse combinations. But the one that I gave on the air was the one that I didn't bet. And now I'm, 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 trying to, I'm wondering whether I should give out the pick on Friday, Robin. I'm going to need people to persuade me to give it out again. Because I gave it out for nothing. And I know there's a lot of touts out there. There's a lot of people who charge you for picks. To bet two seventy to win a hundred dollars on a basketball game and all that other stuff, and God bless him, it's a free country. You can go to anybody. I have never charged anyone for a pick ever, even when I was Mister Monday Night in the eighties and gave you a twenty six and four run on Monday Night Football against the spread. Did I charge anybody anything? No. That's why I'm Mister Monday Night. So now. Because nobody paid attention and listened. Well, you did listen and you wrote it down, but you didn't bet it just like I did. And I'm not a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do guy. I'm as a do-as-I-say, do-as-I-say, and I'll do-as-I-say, and then you do-as-I-say, and we'll all make money guy. You follow me? I'm going to put that on a bumper sticker. (laughs) Right next to my I Eat Ass bumper sticker, which is now legal again in Florida, by the way. You saw that guy? I know. He he got it uh, expunged. I think this show helped him. I think the law enforcement officials down there in Pinellas County, Florida, listening to the show, our reasoning, our judgment. They were laughing so hard they realized that they were ridiculous and that the fact that he said, I eat ass and did not accuse anybody else of eating ass. Well, we broke it down scientifically and explained how what the guy's bumper sticker was technically not offensive because he was only talking about what he did, his right to choose what he wants to do. And not accusing or inflaming anybody else. In fact, there was a video this morning that was posted in, I believe it was in New York City. It was one city in, obviously, New York. People drive like crazy because they have to. But did you see it? There's a bunch of red cars. 
and they're all on, in traffic. It may be in California. And they're all driving, and these two red cars. Uh-huh. It's funny because I, then I joked on the road, I blamed the son of a bitch in the red car. And there was like four red cars. They were all different models and makes, but they just happened to be red. And one guy goes right next to the other guy uh-huh. and basically scrapes his side and hits his car. And he keeps doing it. Dude. And they were in traffic. And then finally the one guy on the left car gets out with some sort of a bat or foreign object uh-huh. and goes over and starts banging the other guy's car. That's why we have road rage. Well, anyway, We have a person in our street who backs up, can't drive. She scratched my car, but I haven't caught her. She hasn't dented it yet. But if I see her banging my car, I will get my Louisville slugger, and her car will be basically, well, pretty much is a piece of crap that she I shouldn't know. be driving anyway. She's got a club on her, on her steering wheel. Who would want to She's got a club on a car that's worth about $100. The club is worth more than her car. The stinking club, she's got her, her mirrors are always knocked off. Her stinking body fenders are always banged. She, she, she drives her car like a bumper car. And she hits cars all the time. And she's not in jail. It's an outrage. It's ridiculous, as a matter of fact. Don't get me angry today, Robin. You won't like it when I get angry. Uh, are we, aren't we too late for that already? Yeah, no, I'm not really. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to thank, oh, wait, we have, we have. And by the way, when I do take a swing at this car with my Louisville slugger, don't forget, don't, and Trevor points out, I will not swing and miss like Bryce Harper has record, record numbers in the last month. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> are you going to swing the baseball bat like Bryce Harper? <laughs> No, but she drives her car like Bryce Harper goes into the right field wall making great catches night after night. At least if Bryce, at least Bryce Harper's playing hard and catching the baseball before banging into the wall. And then that little area right under the cushion right. where he hit his knee and he luckily oh, yeah. was okay. It looked painful. But that guy is, I mean, the guy plays hard. and He's in a slump and he's in his worst slump of his worst start of his career. And so all the fans were like, that's great. We're going to have Bryce Harper in Philly for the next 10 years. Didn't even last ten weeks before people are saying, "What the hell's going on around here?" Ten years, okay. Ten weeks, I've had enough. That's how we are, like Jet fans in New York, like fans everywhere. They get all upset about. I love that guy, but now he sucks. And that's not just a Philly thing, by the way. People do that all over. Now, what are you taking? Are you bringing out the new camera, Robin? I am. I'm going to effort that because. Uh, but right now, you know what? I'm wondering now if maybe it wasn't the camera. Maybe it was the extension, the USB extension cable that I had because I plugged it's it back in. It's always the wires. That's what it, yep. The first thing you check now, it used to be always reboot the computer. Did you do a hard boot? Which I can't do during the show because then everything Control, would go Control, alt, deletes, you know. But that's, this was, that's what I, you had to, back in the day to get an IT job, all you had to be able to do yes. was tell people. Control, alt, delete. Yeah. Can you just, re, did you try rebooting? But, do they um, still do that at IT? My son's an IT expert. My son, AJ, whose wife uh, yesterday celebrating her 33rd birthday. You know where yes. they went last night? Where did they go? They went to a great crab place in, uh, ah, in Maryland. I mean, crabs. come on. Not that they didn't have the whole full steam. Harry's. No, was it Hen? No, what was it? Where that, That's a steakhouse. I know. Where AJ but lives. They don't live near crab. there. It was no, AJ crab. Had, a, had a dozen crabs, a monster crabs last week. Maryland crabs uh-huh. are starting to come in. $90 a dozen. Because they're you know it's early in the season and they still catch crabs in California they catch them pretty much every night they're they're never out of season you know what I'm saying? But um bum. Thank you. So anyway they went out and had 
other assorted crab. Crab cakes, crab etouffee. You got uh, crab what is, Alfredo. What is your favorite type of crabs? I like crab cakes. Crab cakes. I like crab. I don't eat. You know, I don't eat the peel and eat. I don't sit down and bust the shell and get all the mud out and all that crap. I don't like the mud. I know that a lot of people, people do. do. They like that. That's basically their poop. If I'm going to eat poop, it's not going to be from a crab. It's going to be playing for the Carolina Hurricanes as we now transition. No, not that kind of transition. We are transitioning, ladies and gentlemen, to our hockey segment because it is time to break down what is going on in the National Hockey League. And it's come to that time of the season where I regretfully have to say to my boy Brindy, Rod Brindamore, and the jerks and the playoff fans all over, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. I want to thank the Carolina Hurricane for participating in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. Pick up your Eastern Conference Finals t-shirts and a carton of cigarettes nearby at most of those great tobacco plants down in the Raleigh Dorm. Tobacco Road! And while you're down there, stop on by North Carolina. Stop on by Duke. Say hi to Zion. Has he actually been is he still that Duke that he'd get the hell out of there as soon as the season was over? Is he still a student that he'd say, screw this stuff, I'm going to the NBA? So the Carolina Hurricanes, back to the business. Give him an E for effort, but give him a loss, dog. Now we have another request from Trevor. Wait a minute, I've got to continue with this update, Robin. Yes, I know. This is, this is, a, this is a, an update... Uh, Accompaniment. They're not on Outdoor Life Network anymore. They're not on Versus. No, this They're is... They're on NBC Sports Network. Yes, but this is... Not on Fox anymore either. They're not on ESPN anymore. This would be one of his favorite hockey theme songs. Okay, what is it? Play it. Play Hold it for on. I'm going to play it for you as soon as this ad is over because, you know, I have to wait for that. But here you go, Tony Bruno. you got to listen. you got to turn I'll off turn yours, off. That's the... What the hell is this theme? Trevor, seriously? And I know all the hockey themes. I know all this the basketball th- themes. I know all the football themes from every network except TN- TSN. I don't have their this stuff. This is Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, that's, that's Canadian stuff. That's where Don Cherry wears, like, great suits and big ties and things that don't match. He was wearing things that didn't match before it was cool to wear things that didn't match. I don't I like, don't like this one. I'm I mean, sorry, Trevor. That's I don't Canada. Like this one. That's the best you can do in Canada? When Damn. you invented the sport, for God's sake? I know. I'm it's sorry, weak, Trevor, man. but I'm not agreeing with you on this one. That is weak. I'm sorry, man. It's not my style, but I have to give you one of these now, Trevor. You know you're one of our loyal listeners every day and followers, but it's time that I'm going to have to bust out one of these for you. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, I missed that. Let's get back to the business now, please. Let's join our hockey. Now we we have somebody else saying that there's another. Hold on. Which one is this one? There was an ESPN hockey one. I don't know if I have that one. This is the ESPN. This is the NHL. uh, Tonight on ESPN? Yeah, let me play. That's like so 2000 and uh, actually 1994, if I remember correctly, when I was working with Barry Barry Melrose and Bill Patrick. On the NHL tonight, back in the day. No, I love the NHL hockey. Okay, now this one I like. Yeah, but they don't have hockey anymore. They barely even acknowledge its existence. Although I did was was watching Sports Center at 1 a.m. from L.A. Yeah. 
Oh, I like and this. And Barry one. Melrose had the hair slicked back now. He's still got the... He's still, he, Barry, Barry still looks good. Still what year was this? This is like 90s. Yeah. Because it has like that that late 80s, early but 90s. No, but they're like their baseball tonight. Their, their themes were all very similar. It's like the Fox themes. They're all similar. Same type of orchestration. Sounds very much like the opening to Remington Steel. No, it sounds like the opening to Hockey Night on ESPN when they had hockey. At least they put it back on the top of their line. Uh, where It's right behind MMA now. So the NHL has fallen behind the MMA. <laughs> Tony, did you did you see that there is now a Bruno storage unit that oh, is on is? Twitch? Good, because I don't want to. You can come to me. I'm not going to you. Bruno's storage unit. <laughs> and he is saying, he's saying, one last chance to come down here and get this effing Sharks jersey out of here before the St. Louis Blues, led by the Chief, are celebrating another victory by playing Gloria. Gloria. And we have a lot of good St. Louis Blues uh, stuff today. Yes, we do. Not, and it's not even hockey related, but oh. it shows you there's some great stories going on in St. Louis. Not in the community, but in the hockey team, at least. And not in the Checker Dome, because that doesn't exist anymore. But we'll get to that. But let me finish my. Western Conference update, gosh Robin. Gosh damn it. Did you say gosh damn it? I did. Okay, don't say god damn it. People don't say oh my god anymore. Even on like those stupid shows, those house hunter shows. Uh-huh. When they go in, I want them to say oh my god. They say oh my gosh. What's oh my gosh? It's oh my god. OMG. It's the same letters. I know it's the Enterprise Center where they'll pick you up. But we'll get to that in a moment. Formerly the Keel Center. Formerly the Checker Dome. So the Carolina Hurricane had an opportunity at home. Back home. Jacked up where they don't lose. But just couldn't take advantage of the situ blanket wishing in Raleigh last night. Tuka Rask. Standing on his head, his hips, his knees, his shoulders, his nose, his ears, his throat. He was standing on anything he can stand on on the ice last night. And sadly, the Carolina Hurricanes fall short. Lose the hockey game, and now they're down three games to none. But for all of you Boston uh, Bruins fans celebrating this 3-0 lead and celebrating the greatness of Tuka Rask, who's playing incredibly, let me remind you that exactly nine years ago, and I know you're all old enough to remember nine years ago, that Tuka Rask was in the nets or in the pipes for your Boston Bruins, up three games to none against a particular hockey organization that plays here in this city of Philadelphia. And what happened, Robin? What happened in, 2000, in the year 2010? Nine years ago, Tuka Rask, the goalie, the same goalie you see going crazy against Carolina. Tuka Rask. Not Tuka Rask. I took her ass once, but then we had a sex strike. And now the only thing I can take is her ass because that's not considered sex. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't care how you took her. Just took her ass. No, it's took rask. Okay. What's the matter with you, Robin? Why is everything going to have to be about sex with you? It's on my mind. So remember, Dean, what happened in 2000? When the Boston Bruins with that same guy. Took a rask in the nets. Up three games to none. Yeah, you know what happened. The Flyers came back and won four straight games and knocked them out. Simon Gagne! Gagne!
And then they put Tim Thomas in the nets. And then Tim Thomas refused to go to the White House and it became a big, big story. Just like anybody who refuses to go to the White House is a big story anymore. Who gives a shit is really the correct answer to that question. Ah. But Dean, you remember. You remember it well. And now, Dean, how many cups of the Flyers won in the last nine years? That would be zero, just like the previous 39 years. You're lucky I'm not down there in Tampa Bay in Clearwater Beach right now. You know what I'd do, Dean? I would go into your, I would break down the door since you're laid up on your couch watching the show every single day and issuing snide remarks here. And I cannot properly repay you for the kind of nonsense that I have to deal with every day coming out of your ass down there. Now, he did volunteer to come on up here no, and help us with technical issues if we paid his way. Now, this is one of my favorite lines, the, the, the Maco 2215. D needs a warm glass of shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we serve that on tap here. <laughs> Speaking of shut the hell up. Yes. Um, Luigi is at the airport right now. We have an airport live update? Yes, he is at is the Is John airport. Clark there welcoming him or sho- shoving <laughs> well, him out of town? <laughs> shoving him out of town. He is on his way to San Francisco. Yes. He was supposed to leave. What time? At noon. He was, at noon. was supposed to leave Philly at noon Correct. Eastern time. But no, 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 no. The weather in San Francisco was so bad that his flight was delayed to three hours due to high winds. Wow, not Francisco. high winds here because it's a beautiful day yeah. for baseball here. As the Milwaukee Brewers remain in town. So, so now he's still sitting at the airport? Yes, uh, they, for probably least, another hour. I thought you said it was a three-hour delay. It's yeah, 2.30. It's 2.30, so it's, another, it's, it's probably going to be another half an hour to an hour before he departs. Wow. I know. It's a total outrage. It is an outrage. Now he's going out to San Francisco. The weather's going to suck there. Big weekend, the Bay to Breakers. And how about, speaking of a sucky uh, weekend starting early in San Francisco last night, when Vlad Guerrero Jr. jacked two out of there last night against the San Francisco Gigante in baseball. But let me get back to hockey for tonight now. We already told you what's going on. Carolina's a deep doo-doo. Mm-hmm. But the Flyers did it. Rod Brendamore is the coach, right. who is a former Flyer. You're starting to see what could possibly happen here, even though he's not playing? Seeing the possibilities, Tony. Yes, the possibilities are endless. But tonight, the Western Conference Finals in St. Louis. Not in the Checker Dome, not in the Kiel Center, but of course in the Enterprise Arena. They'll pick you up. Actually, they won't. you got to get your own ass in there and take care of business. And obviously, we'll see what happens, because you know the Sharks suck in games, too. And they're usually good in odd-numbered games. Sort of like the Giants were in baseball when they would win the World Series even-numbered and odd. Same thing's going on with the uh, with the Shark. So will the Shark snap back, or will the Blues take a 2-1 lead in this Western Conference Stanley Cup Final? I'm going to have a hard time on uh, because, you know, I've, I'm somewhat a Sharks fan. I got a Shark sweater. But I've got my own Shark sweater. I'm going to have a hard time now with all of the, the Blues news. Wait a minute, I can just drop Not some. Blue's Clues, no, but I Blue's News. Show. Is that still on? Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm going to have a hard time now figuring out who There's to root for. There's two amazing stories about the St. Louis Blues that we want to get to today. You probably have seen them. 
Uh, if you've but been we're going to force you to watch them again. Just but no, in case. but the most people, you know, because these are like these don't have anything to do with yeah, the game. Yeah, even if you're not a, a hockey fan, or if you're not a St. Louis awesome Blues, I mean, I'm not from St. Louis. I've been there many times. I love St. Louis, the most humid city in the world in the middle of summer. When you go to Bush Stadium in like August, you basically are walking through a cloud of humidity. It is one of the most humid places on earth. Maybe the Amazon might be a little worse, but St. Louis very humid organization. But anyway, I'm not no I, so Trevor's saying leave the Sharks jersey in the storage unit since it's been good luck for the Blues. <laughs> so there's two great stories about the Blues. And these are these are these are heartwarming stories. It's not only about negativity on this well, show. Well, which one do you want to do first? I want, let me read this story though because I want to read this story about the gentleman who sings the national anthem. I've got the story about this man, and I, I read it this morning. It's on the ESPN site. Greg Wisniewski, Puck Daddy. He used to be at Yahoo. Now he's at ESPN, the hockey writer. And he tells a story about this man named, where do I have it here now? Because I wrote all the stats down. He's, he's, he's been the singer of the national anthem for the St. Louis Blues for 19 years. Wait, His name Charles is Charles Glenn. Glenn. I have all the stats okay. here. He's 64 years old. He's a blues singer. He appears in local jazz clubs in the St. Louis area for most of his life. In fact, he actually sang with Meatloaf in a jazz oh, club no one way. night back in the day before he was the anthem singer. Wow. So he started singing the anthem in St. Louis pregame. And obviously, when you hear soulful singers sing the national anthem, I mean, it, we saw the Sixers of the gentleman, the veteran with the, in the wheelchair on game four. Remember last Sunday when we were there? Mm-hmm. What an unbelievable rendition of the national anthem. As long as we're still allowed to play the national anthem, I'm going to enjoy it while it's there. But this gentleman, Mr. Charles Glenn, seven years ago, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And obviously, when you go through seven years of MS, it's a disease that slowly starts debilitating your ability to function. The pain is excruciating. It's hard to walk, but he's still functioning. And he's still suffering just to go up and down the steps to get down to ice level to sing the national anthem. And so at the beginning of this year, when the St. Louis Blues sucked, they were in last place, remember, in January, he announced that this would be his last year, that he wasn't going to sing the national anthem anymore in St. Louis at Enterprise Center. And he was going to walk away and enjoy the rest of his life. Not that he wasn't enjoying his life anyway. He's just singing at the hockey games when they played at home. But he was still performing, too, in local mm-hmm. clubs. So the team then got hot. They won 11 in a row in February, and here they are in the Western Conference Finals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So he's thinking, maybe I may have something to do with this run. You know, maybe this is a sign that I shouldn't walk away because, you know, it would have been done by now. If the Blues had not made the playoffs, right. he would have he would have already done his last happy. game in St. Louis with the National Anthem. So he sticks around. He says every time the team skates by him in warm-ups, they nod at him, they wink, and he feels good about it. You know, because MS is pretty serious stuff. I mean, they've made vast, they've done a lot of good work on multiple sclerosis research. But they're still not there yet. No, there's no cure. And so this guy's going through a tough time in life, but he still keeps a positive attitude about doing it. And there's some great stories about, they, they had an audition for an anthem singer 20 years ago. And somebody who had heard him, one of the season ticket holders of the Blues, was actually in a local jazz club in St. Louis and heard Charles Glenn singing. And she said to him, hey, we're having an audition. The team is having an audition. Why don't you come out and try out? 
and he was like seventh in line to go sing the national anthem. Wow. And, and when he sang the national anthem in the audition, uh-huh. he nailed it, and he was the guy right away. Well, and it's so appropriate that a blues singer exactly. is singing for the blues. Perfect. And so... I have, I actually have video of him singing what he thought was going to be his final, but it was the final regular season appearance. Do we have, yeah, let's say, I want to hear this, because this guy nails it. When I, whenever somebody nails a national anthem, it's a gorgeous thing. And a thing. real professional singer yes. does it instead of some gimmick, let's play a little bit of it. Oh, let's all stand now. Even if you're driving, just stand up, open the sunroof, stand up in your car now, take your hats off, all you douchebag guys who never take your hats off. And let's stand for Charles Glenn in St. Louis singing our national anthem. Oh, Canada, well, this is Canada. our home and native land, true patriot love, in all thy sons command. With glowing hearts we see thee rise, the true north strong and free. From far and wide, O oh Canada, we stand on God for thee. He sings both here, by the way. Well, he has to, because they're playing the Canucks, and you always sing the national Canadian national anthem yes. first. So I didn't even know it was against the Canucks until I just saw the video. Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Oh, that's awesome. And he was one of the only guys who knew how to sing the Canadian national and anthem because he had done it before. years, this man has ignited our spirits and set the tone for countless blues games. Today, he will perform our national anthem for the final time in the regular season. Blues fans, let's hear it for the one and only Charles Glenn. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming? Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight? He's crying. Oh, Parts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And look at the bombs bursting in air. proved through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say, does that star spangled
if that doesn't bring tears to your eyes, man, oh man. And he thought on that final regular season game. After 19 years, his final regular season And he thought that was it. Enterprise Center, he's the best. That was awesome. Uh. Awesome stuff. So, of course, I get emotional. But if that's not emotional enough, there's an even more emotional story in St. Louis that will happen tonight for game number three in the Western Conference Finals against correct. the Sharks. You have to give me a second. I will. I'm it setting up. it up, Robin. You know how I do this. <laughs> she, uh, he's no Lauren Hart, by the way. No, Lauren Hart's okay, but that guy's, that guy's next level. That's next level anthem singing, is it not? Especially considering everything he's going through. I mean, for people that don't know what MS is, is it affects your muscles. Exactly. And, I already mentioned yeah, that. And, and so, he said just coming up and down. Remember, he comes down to the ice to sing that. And the fact that he still has his voice yep. is fantastic. Because a lot of times it'll affect your speaking ability as well. And now that he thought that was the last time that he would sing it. And now he continues on. And we'll sing it again tonight. Inside the Enterprise, hopefully they show it on NBC Sports Network. Because a lot of times they don't show the anthem because it's before the game. But I think, it, I'm sure NBC tonight before this game on NBCSN will show the anthem since it's such an amazing story. Right. There's another amazing story in St. Louis, too. We got our Lily now is up here. She, must have, she, she loves O Canada, by the way. She had some Canada Dry uh, Club soda earlier this morning. She was feeling a little upset. But anyway, there's another story involving a young lady who has one of the most rare diseases on the planet involving children. There's a lot of children who have diseases that we know about, leukemia, and there's a lot of research, and they go through hell to, to try to stay alive and to get better eventually. But there's a young lady in St. Louis, and Joe Buck, the people, the much maligned Joe Buck, who's a St. Louis native, has also been involved in helping promote this story. Yeah, by the way, did he ever get back to you? I don't bump? think so. Let me check. You see. No, I'm not, I'm not overrun with emotion because of the sex strike. Trust me. But that was beautiful. I love stories like this. Well, let me, if you love stories like that, this is definitely one where everybody needs to bring out their Kleenex yes. right now. Because Don't get your popcorn ready. Get your Kleenex ready for this one, too. It's amazing that on the same night, we've got the anthem singer being a legendary figure in St. Louis, Charles Glenn. And then you have I can I can look, Robin. I know how to follow, I know how to check my DMs. I know, DMs. but you can't talk and do stuff. Yes, at I the can. Same time. I can do that. I'm Italian, <laughs> so I can move my hands at two times. But I can't look. Like, watch something else and cue it up. But you're not good at multitasking. That's Joe why. Buck has not returned the call. Okay, butthead. Oh, he's not a butthead. He's probably playing golf or something. Yeah, whatever. It's still butthead. So anyway, so story of we told you yesterday about the whole situation with Gloria. Which started here in Philadelphia for the Blues. Which was a it's surprise. almost like the Blue. I mean, the, the right now the Boston the Boston Bruins are playing the best hockey. They are red, red hot, and so they're they're going to be tough to beat. Right now, if you're going to pick a favorite to win the cup, they're only five wins away. They're mm -hmm. one win mm -hmm. away from the Stanley Cup Finals. Five wins away from winning the cup. So St. Louis, San Jose, they're going to have a tough task if they when they whoever wins the series and goes on. Right. Because the Blue the Bruins are playing great. But the point is tonight, if they don't play that Bob from Valley Forge, if they don't play that live on NBC Sportsnet tonight, Dylan's F bomb is gonna look like he like like he did it in church. Now come on now, Bob. Yes, uh, Trevor, you need to get your dude wipes ready. Get the dude this, wipes ready. Yeah, for the next for this next uh for this next story. 
I, I have my box of Kleenex. I already, I already had it out from earlier today. I'm going to need it again. I always have it. I have some lube here, too, but I don't think I'll be needing that. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> Last time I checked, no, you won't. So now you're going to go to a video piece, which you can hear the audio, about this young lady. There's, I saw, actually, I saw this last night at 1.30 in the morning with Barry Melrose on ESPN Sports Center. Yeah, this is this The is West actually... Coast edition, which comes on at 1 a.m. here, 10 o'clock in the, in the West. And they did the story about this young lady, but it was just the reaction to her going to the game. Right now, tonight. this is the entire story. So this is from St. Louis Fox News, and um, this gives you a little bit of the history of how the story that you saw ended up being. And um, we're playing this because you know feel-good stories like this are always fantastic. Exactly. And this is now sh- this little girl, um, Layla Anderson, is the St. Louis. Uh, good luck charm. And Correct. here and here is why. Let me pull it up. Ta-da. And sound would be good. Oh, come on. Our buddy AJ in Cincinnati says Joe Buck has one year old twins, so he's taking care of them. His wife Michelle uh, Michelle Beisner is still working, and Joe, I'm sure he's Just doing because one year old twins does not mean that you can't exactly. call us back. That means you're, he was he's probably sleeping. They probably are up all <laughs> night. True goal is to reach a major milestone, okay. then celebrate it with friends. That's something that just happened for one of their biggest fans. Layla Anderson is a young lady who loves her local hockey team, draws inspiration from them. Turns out the feeling is mutual. It was a day that marked a special milestone. To see that we're just on this upswing and we're going to keep going up, 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 that's really what the bell ringing is, is marking an amazing day. The ringing of the bell, a sign that chemotherapy is in the rearview mirror. Successfully completed. For 11-year-old Layla Anderson, it was also 100 days since her bone marrow transplant. I don't want to jinx us, but that was like the Stanley Cup win for me. Once the Blues bring that cup home, that'll be the bonus. Hockey, almost always hockey. To call Lele a huge Blues fan is an understatement. Louie was there in person. Colton Pareko in spirit. Just here at the practice rink, uh, gonna take off for San Jose today. So uh, I'm definitely so proud of you and uh, you're such an inspiration for all of us uh, on the team. There's no cameras around, there, there's no media. They, they do it because they care about her and they love her and she knows it. We first met Layla in the fall being treated for HLH, a rare disease that affects the immune system. Through Be The Match, a donor was found. In January, it was the bone marrow transplant, a simple looking procedure that is anything but. It was tough because she was so sick, she would cry and say, I can't do this anymore, mommy. I can't, I'm tired of being sick, I'm tired of feeling this way, I've done everything you've all have asked and I just can't find it inside of me to do it anymore. It was January when Layla dug in, found her way through it, and no surprise, she finds a parallel with her favorite hockey team. It just ever so happened, when I was in the hospital, that's when they started getting better. I was like, I will do it, but I will stay in that isolation longer if you guys can continue up this streak. Her blues were winning, her spirits improving. That included a visit by Christina Grady, the St. Louis native who's a professional dancer. She works with Lady Gaga. Before that, Beyonce, 
Mariah Carey, and others. I told her, and I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart, that every time I go on that stage, I'm going to be dancing for her because she is, she is amazing. Layla has some dancing plans of her own. It involves a certain parade downtown with a certain piece of hardware. Oh, I believe in them. They can do it. And after oh, months wow. in the hospital, you're not crying, I'm crying. No, oh, I'm, crying, I'm having a hard time here. <laughs> uh, after months in the hospital, she can now slowly scale back the visits. They say once a week and then once mm -hmm. every other week and yeah. then maybe once a month. Doctors are very optimistic about her prognosis. It's an amazing story. She is such a fighter, and I love her spirit. You know, I mean, she's not timid. She's just... She's got spunk. Yeah, a lot of spunk. That. And she, I mean, when we say she's inspiring others, you hear Colton Pareko say that. Yeah. Alexander Steen has become a friend. She really does kind of give them that fighting spirit. That's the way she rang the bell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. people are quiet. Well, she it's, it's obvious she's a huge blues fan after ringing that bell. And we have another huge surprise for her. I forgot to tell you, I talked to Dr. Benarski. Okay. And I know that you haven't left the house in four months. So mm -hmm. he's going to let up a little bit. Mm hmm And guess where you get to go first? Where? Take a guess. Is it a blues game? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> you get to go Wednesday. Because of fear of infection, Layla will likely wear a mask and gloves. But you know she's going to be there, even on the flight home from San Jose. Ooh, Alexander Steen and other players yes. sent her a video. Wow. And you'll see her tomorrow at the game. She, yeah, whatever it takes, she's going to be there. So she, she got through awesome. isolation, and she said she could do it as long as they pipe in the Blues game. That's mm -hmm. how she got through it. That's she's going to be there. Great story. Wow. No, I'm not crying. No, I'm not crying. crying either. <laughs> Oy vey. It is awesome. And then we talk about sports all the time being a diversion, and it doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day to a lot of people. Many fans, many people don't even care about sports. It's not a part of their life, and it doesn't have to be. You know, it doesn't really have to be a part of your life. But when you see stories like that, and you see them in every city, but the disease that she has... It's like only like five children in the entire fifteen, 15 in children the in the entire world have and, been diagnosed right, with this ailment. And the way the illness works, I read up a little bit about it, is that each person who has it has a different genetic mutation of it. So it's not even like they can compare them to each other. It's just so incredibly rare. And um, prior to her getting the bone marrow transplant, um, it was fatal. Like she was going to die. Mm -hmm. And the bone marrow transplant has to be a genetic match. It's not just a, uh, a blood type match. It's, a, it's way more difficult. And the fact that the blues got behind this whole um, bone marrow uh, matching organization, um, they miraculously were able to find somebody within less than a month of wow. them putting out. It's an incredible word. story. Yeah, it's an incredible story. And and the fact that I, you, we see her reaction to going to being able to go to a hockey game after all she's been through. And this is sports. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the athletes, you know, we always see everybody. athletes, as they make a lot of money and they don't care well, about people. Hockey players are by 
far the yeah, best. Yeah, but most athletes yeah. who have children or who are who care about things in life other than the sport or their families, there are a lot of caring people out there. We don't see these kinds of stories a lot because they're not the kind of stories they run. Nobody's running a five-minute piece you know, on national TV no. about this kind of stuff. But so we have the opportunity on this show because we do three hours and we don't have to worry about doing a one-minute segment on stuff like this. I mean, we gave you the, you know, the story about the, the anthem singer. And so these are two great stories going on in St. Louis on top of the hockey being the Western Conference Finals and a chance to play for the Stanley Cup. Right. And here, Thoroughbred 1004 said, she is awesome. I'm all of a sudden a Blues fan. See, this is what I meant. Like, I'm, I'm torn now that I kind of want to be a Blues fan because of her. Just, I mean, I want her to be able to experience that win. No doubt. And anytime you see kids, when we go to children's hospitals and we see young kids who, at various fundraisers, you know, make a wish foundation over the years, I've done a lot of stuff with them, and you see these people who know that they don't have much time left on the earth. Right. And so, like Disney and all these corporations, uh. do so many wonderful things with Make a Wish to make these kids go. They're not just. They're not even sports fans. You know, going to Disney or yeah. going this young lady in, in, in St. Louis, a blues fan. And this is the kind of stuff that lifts her spirit. So she's yep. in the hospital for four months. I know, it's amazing. Four months. And yeah. then now she gets to and it's so, go to I a mean, blues game. And, and anybody, um, CSMC 29EF said his cousin was nine years old, had DIPG. I'm not sure what that is. But Drew gave her his box for a game and Coatsy helped them a lot as well. But she unfortunately passed in January. I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, um, our condolences to you and your family. But any any parent or family member who has had a young child have to go through major stuff knows the heartache and helplessness that you feel. Um, when my, I almost lost my son when he was three and a half. Thank God. Everything's fine now. But um, he had anaphylactic shock reaction to an antibiotic. Um, very unusual, but his entire body shut down. The only thing that did not stop before they were able to assist him was his heart. Thank God. Um, but it's just horrendous watching a child go through this because you just want to be able to take the pain away from them. Yep. And, and tonight, this young lady will go to a hockey game and root for her blues. But that, that's with the power of sports. It's not just the power of sports. In this case, she loved the sports team. She's been in the hospital the whole time. And just like Glenn Charles, the anthem singer who has MS, who thought he yep. was going to retire at, at the end of the season, and now he continues on. It gives him something it. to fight for. Exactly. So he's happy to be there. He feels off. He feeds off the energy of the fans, the 18,000, 19,000 fans at the hockey rink, the people watching at home when he's on the streets or when he's in a jazz club. You know, people attach him to the mm -hmm. sports team. And the sports team means a lot to him. He means a lot to the sports team and the city of St. Louis in general. And so these are the kinds of stories I love to see, even though I'm, I cry like a baby. <laughs> you, it's, you know what it is? It's, it's tears of happiness, mm -hmm. not tears of sadness. Which can happen as well. But this just goes, I mean, this is to the nth degree. But every single person out there who is a fan of sports, sports for them is a way to take away, to, to, to entertain yourself, to, for a moment, take yourself out of reality, whatever the humdrum of regular old life and work and stress and all that. Stress, uh, uh, sports is a way to get away from it. Well, look what happened here. Yourself. It's a distraction. And the fact that, that 
to the nth degree, they had even more things going on in their lives. And for them, the sports was a distraction as well. It's a gift. And that's one of the reasons why you love having been involved in the sports industry for all exactly. these years. Exactly. I mean, one, one, for example, when the Eagles, I mean, I was, I'm lucky to be here for the Flyers' two Stanley Cups in the 70s. And you see the joy, even though, remember, hockey was the new sport in town. They came in 1967-68. So it's not that the Flyers were one of the original six and hadn't won a Stanley Cup, but they won a Stanley Cup in 1974, even though they had only been in existence for a few years. And so when they won a Stanley Cup, it wasn't about hockey in this city that everybody came out and had massive parades for. It was about a team that represents the city. Those guys represented this city, and everybody felt together. If you didn't have to know what hockey was, right. you just felt the feeling. Their win is your win. Exactly. They won for us. When they beat the Russians, mm -hmm. you know, oh, they, the they Flyers, won the they won States. for the world back yeah. then. Because when the Flyers beat the Russians on that game back in the 70s, oh, the entire world was like, yes, kill those commie bastards. And so as much as people hated the Flyers because of that whole era where hockey was very violent, the Broad Street Bullies and the Boston, and, and everybody was playing that style of hockey, which, mm -hmm. by the way, they're not today. For those people who still continue to rip hockey and say that they're still living in the 70s, yeah, not, even the, not even in the same stratosphere as the sport, that proves you don't like the sport and don't care about the sport to, un, enough to understand that the hockey that is played today in no way resembles what happened in the right. 70s. That old joke that you used to be able to say, I went to a fight last night and a hockey game broke out, is no longer valid. <laughs> exactly. So, that, again, that's you don't have to like hockey. But it doesn't matter what the sport is. In a city, when your sports team is doing great things and mm -hmm. bringing a championship and you have a parade, and for just a couple of weeks, even, the whole city, everybody loves one another. There's no hate. Everybody mm -hmm. feels like... We're together. This is our city. We're proud of it. Those guys represent us. Those athletes represent us, whether it's a football team, no matter what the sport is. They're out there representing us. The name of the city is on their jersey, and so we're one of them. They're doing this to make us feel better. They obviously are doing it for themselves, first and foremost, because professionals. But it's just, it's just, it just it's good. It's good for a city, and it's good especially for not just the people who are going through debilitating diseases to live through, but for the fans in general, but especially for people like with MS, with the anthem singer, and this young lady, this 11-year-old girl with this debilitating disease, and hopefully she's done with her chemotherapy. That's tremendous. Well, and, and a couple people were saying, oh, she should uh, drop the ceremonial puck. She should be up in the booth. Um, they're still going to have to be very careful. She's going to yeah. have to be wearing a mask exactly. and gloves um, because she's still going to be um, immune-compromised. And um, the fact that she has gone as far as she has gone is allowing her to go on this trip. But um, it's still it's still a very big deal. So they're they're not going to have her be around everybody that she might want to be around. Correct. They're still going to be careful. Yeah, no, she was a, she's a very, very sharp kid. If you don't if you again, you don't have to root for the blues I, I think I'm going to. I gotta. We'll have to go to the bar, though, where the Gloria thing oh, started. Oh, that would be good. It's right here in Philly. I mean, we you talk about, there's I'll something that's us. saying now that the St. Louis Blues are destined to win the Stanley Cup. I know Boston Bruin fans, Shark fans, but when you look at all of these things, the convergence of how bad the Blues were and how all of a sudden they came out of nowhere and how all of a sudden now they're, you know, they have a chance to go up two games to one on a really, really great San Jose Shark team. What was that place called again? It was called uh, New NYB. Uh, NYB Blues or uh, no? It was New York Brigade. Something New York Brigade. 
Boy, you're the Jacks, the the Jacks, New York Brigade. Jacks, yeah, New York Brigade, NYB. It's a private club in here in South Philadelphia that became a blues away bar because uh, during the season, a couple of blues fans were in there. No, the bar actually had this play Gloria thing going on. Right, and it was blues players. Blues players were in there, but no, but they heard. The bar always play. Somebody would yell, play Gloria right. in this bar. And they started playing it. And the blues players were in there and were like, that's pretty cool. Play Glo- So play Gloria has now become their theme yep. song yeah. in St. Louis and as well. And it was well. because of this Philadelphia. And then, and then when they went back to St. Louis, they said, hey, we and they won the game. Right. Then they were like, hey, it's because of that. That's good, good luck charm. charm. And that's how it And we out. talked about it yesterday, you know, about the sweet Caroline with the Boston Red Sox when you know, God bless America here with the Flyers. And a lot of cities have. Uh, remember in San Francisco, Steve Perry would go mm-hmm. out and sing Journey, Don't Stop Believing, right? So yep. all, a lot of cities, not all cities, but a lot of cities have something indigenous to them, whether it's an entertainer, whether it's a song, whether it's some gimmick, whatever it is, people sing. People love singing songs. At soccer games, they have these songs that they sing in different cities. And then they whistle a lot. And then they throw stuff at people and riot. But other than that... For the most part, the fans are all together. I love the cadence of a soccer game when it's going on and people are chanting and there's that calmness. There's something calming about it, even though it's a crazy game and obviously teams don't like each other and the fans don't. But it's, it's, there's a calmness about it that I like. Unlike, you know, American sports. Not that the people aren't fired up and they're not into it. But when you're watching the soccer game, you know, you got 90 minutes. And during the ebb and flow of a game, there'll be some moments where things rise to a crescendo. But then, for the, and then the fans start singing and chanting. Love that stuff. When is the game? The Sharks Blues game? It's tonight, Robin. It's tonight? Hello? Okay, well, I, that, I, I hate to do it to you, Robin. I really, I don't even really, know what really, day really, it is right now. I really, really hate to do that after all of this emotion is spilling out all over the place. Seriously, I, I don't even remember what day it is. It's Wednesday. What up with you? So Jack's NYB. Now, I would think it's a mummer's club, but there's no New York brigade in Philly. So I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know this club. It's a private club, and that's where they played the Gloria thing. In fact, they're going to have to do it now. Is this plugged in, Robin, or no? Is yes, she plugged it is. in today? She is plugged in. Is Hold the on board up? Bring it up. She's up. She's plugged in. She's, uh, she's ready to go. Betty is ready to go. For those of you who do not know... Um, we have a certain household appliance plugged into uh, right. uh, an Amazon household appliance plugged into the board. Yes. And whenever we do not want her to hear, we call her Betty. Right. But when we do want her to hear, we call and say, Alexa, play Gloria by Laura sure. Brannigan. Playing your most played songs. No, no. Stop. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, play Gloria by Laura Brannigan. Here's a station for you based on the song Gloria by Laura Branigan on Amazon Music. Give me a taste now, just for a second. By the way, it stands for New Year's Brigade. It's not, not it. No, this is, this is Gloria, what's his name? Kyria Alesa. Yes. This isn't even the same song. Alexa, you suck. <laughs> you can always send feedback through the help and feedback <laughs> Alexa app. I'd rather give you the feedback straight. Battle like Alexa. Alexa, Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. Damn it, stop. Goodness. Bad. Bad, Alexa. Bad doggy. Okay. 
you need to say Laura Branigan first and then Gloria. Alexa, Laura Branigan's Gloria. Here's a station for you based on the song Gloria by Laura Branigan on Amazon Music. Is there an all Laura Branigan all the time? Okay. She is just not listening. This is Thomas Dolby. You blinded me. She blinded me with science. Okay. Alexa, stop. You have to know how to speak to her. You can't be any more lucid, clearly spoken. It's not like I have a South Philly accent, which we'll get to also on the show before we're done today. How much more clearer and cohesive can you be than I am? Alexa, play Laura Branigan's Gloria. To play Gloria on this Echo Dot, you'd need to upgrade your Amazon Music Unlimited subscription. Would you like to learn more? I already have an unlimited subscription. Alexa. You currently have Amazon Music Unlimited single device plan, which lets you play 50 million songs on a single Amazon Echo. I only want one with a song. family plan, you can share these benefits with your family members I have a and family play on plan. multiple devices at the same time. Would you like to learn more? I've got more? full coverage. I've got collision. I've got comprehensive. I'll take care of that. I've got a comprehensive. You currently have Amazon Music Unlimited single device plan. Alexa, stop. Ugh. She's starting to piss me off now. Seriously, this is an outrage. Alexa, I agree. I am pissed off. I am pissed off. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Not as sorry as I am. I want to love you. Don't make me hate you, Alexa. Don't make me hate you like the Knicks fans. Oh my god, that was hysterical. <laughs> that is- Wait a minute, let me like Alexa, who is Tony Bruno? Tony Bruno is an American sports talk radio personality from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. He is a 40-year sports radio veteran, mm-hmm. having worked for national American sports broadcasters including ESPN Radio, Fox Sports Radio, Premier, and Sporting News Radio. Anything else you have on that Tony Bruno guy by any chance, Alexa? Shuffling songs by chance. <laughs> chance the rapper? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I haven't run across a broad this dumb since I was in a bar on 2nd Street on New Year's Eve. Well, she was just know, drunk, though. She wasn't really Just dumb. like any AI. So, Alexa, stop. I, mean, I like it. It's got a good beat. You can dance yeah, to it. I'll yeah. give it a 65. <sighs> She's usually good. She we is. just brought. See, we have like six of these in the house, right? Yes. So every room is pretty much... We're well, being no, spied we, on. We have three. We have, well, but basically, you can hear it in a room. Yeah. If I'm upstairs, you know what the best thing that she does when you when you go upstairs and you say turn off the downstairs lights. That's always easy because yes. you don't have to go turn. And you know, I have like three. I do like that option. I like that. And, and now she now there's a new and again I'm not going to use her real name. Uh, there's a Betty guard. Yes. So she's like a watchdog, and as you leave the house, you can say Betty, I'm leaving. Yep. And then, and then anybody that comes in your house, if the if the if she hears glass breaking or if she hears an alarm go off, she will notify your phone. Wow, that's kind of cool. I like that. Except feature. she can't play Laura Gan- Ranigan's Gloria. You know what I'm going to do since we're having problems with her? Let me try one more time. But, I'm going to okay, give her one. Can more I tell you how to say it? Because you no, keep... you go right ahead and say it. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. Okay. You say it because I don't want to argue with another woman today. I already argued with you, and I don't want to argue with Alexa. Yes, thank you. Alexa, play Gloria by Laura Branigan. Here's a station for you based on... Say, Robin, she's not listening to you either. She's not listening to me either. Amazon Music. Shut up! 
Wait a minute, this may be good, too. No, I'm just... You know what I have to do, Robin? Yes. We're gonna... I'm gonna pull it up on, on uh, YouTube. Forget this. Chance the Rapper and Hockey. It does all come together, Flyer Superfan. Thank you. So, tell her to stop. Aren't you gonna tell her Wait to stop? Wait a minute, no, I just wanna do some headbagging a little bit so I can get my composure. You remember this song, don't you, Ron? I do. This is Euro Trash, uh, big country action, yo. This is in your big hair era day, Robin, this song. Yes. I was never, I never had big hair. My hair was always too long to have big hair. You had long hair, you just frizz and tease it up. No, because I have so much hair that my hair was too heavy to be able to floof it up. It would, it would do it for even like, I had. I could tease my hair back in the day. Because you didn't have a lot of hair, even when you had hair. Yep. Thoroughbred uh, ten oh four says that's why I try to stick to my trusty eight track player. Okay, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Is what we were trying to do. Let me try this, Robin. Play Laura Branigan's Gloria. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I gotta rip Luigi now while we while we're playing this. I love Laura Brannigan. She's still she's still working, right? I think. I don't know. Yeah, I think she's touring. She's probably doing the casino hotel room scene right now. She can't fill up like a bit major venue. But you know how they get all these great '80s acts and they put them together and they do one big show. <laughs> Bull seventy seven Mustang Alexa. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe <laughs> shit. Yeah, exactly. She's listening. I, that's what I will say today, because we we have a lot of success with Alexa. Yes, we do. But I think, well, there's a lot of stuff going on she's here. She's confused today. You know, she's never really been on a big-time show like <laughs> this before. She's a little, she's yeah. probably nervous. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I mean, this is playoff. This is like being in the playoffs. You know, the, the energy level goes up, and I think she failed today. But I'm going to give her another chance later on. But you know what it is, really, at the end of the day, Robin? What is it? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. She died? Laura Branigan died? Really? No. Oh, no. Are you serious? Let me see. That's our buddy Pat and Indies now confirming Laura Branigan, August 26, 2004. Um, he... She. It's Laura Branigan. 
Oh, yeah. 2008. She was 52 years old. You think he'd made that up? You think people who listen to the show? Let me see. I'm going to find out. That's why I said I wasn't sure. I said, is she still performing? She died in her sleep at her lodge in East... How do you pronounce that? East Quogue? Q-U-O-G-U-E? Quogue? East Quogue, New York? I don't know. It's a qua- no, no, I don't quag? know. East Quag? Not Quahog, which is a, a, a mollusk. The cause was attributed to a previously undiagnosed ventricular brain aneurysm. Wow, that's sad. She was really good. Yeah. And that's a great song. I mean, that, you talk about legendary songs. And that, but by the way, it's Jack's New Year's Brigade, not Luigi yesterday when I asked him to look it up. Yeah. What we found, we, we learned on this show about it. Ja- Luigi said, said it's New Jack's. York. New York, NYB. I know it wasn't a BYOB or OPP. It was a BY, it's NYB, which New is a New Year's, Year's Brigade. Which totally makes which sense. Which obviously is a South Philadelphia mummers thing. That makes and sense. And most of the brigades and most of these string bands are down on 2nd Street here in South Philly. And that's where they do their rehearsals. That's where they have their mm-hmm. clubhouses, where they bring up their new uh, costumes, uniforms, themes. Right. But Jack's New Year's Brigade is not a string band. Is it down on 2nd Street? No, it's up on 16th, 16th and like Chunk. Okay. Um, FYI, yes. this brings to attention because of this ventricular brain aneurysm. Yes. There have, I've read several stories recently about people who had an undiagnosed brain aneurysm, um, a couple who have passed away, but some who have been saved because they actually went to the doctor after they were suffering from debilitating headaches. If you are having headaches continuously, ladies and gentlemen, don't ignore it. Go get it checked out. Exactly. It could be something wrong. Don't just take an aspirin and think it's going to go away and it's just because of stress. If it keeps going on, so uh, ported, uh, reportedly, Laura Branigan, she'd been experiencing headaches for several weeks before her death, wow. but she did not seek medical attention. I mean, it happens to a lot of people, especially even with heart situations. Yeah. You, you know, Jim Fix was a great runner. He wrote books about running and they dropped dead running one day. So just because you, you're an expert at something, you're an expert runner, doesn't mean that there's something inside of you that's not a ticking time bomb that's eventually going to go up. Most people don't know that, but Nurse Robin, once again, not only can she drain uh, puffed-up, blood-infested toenails... Or tennis elbows. Or tennis elbow or anything else. She, once again, has diagnosed a lot of other things. I have one last question, though, for Alexa. Alexa, are you on a sex strike? Sorry, she's I'm not sure about that. She was still playing the music. You have to tell her to stop. Oh, so wait a minute. She's playing... I love this song. We may go hour commercial-free... All request Wednesday, and then and then the replay on all of our stations no, will kidding. be muted. I didn't know she was still playing. Mute. I'll, I'll not Alexa, stop. You have to say it louder. Alexa, stop. Damn. Just like a child, you have to yell at them. Just like me talking to my family at <laughs> any <they> gathering. <laughs> so now you can ask her the question. I forgot the good question. The sex strike. Alexa, are you on the sex strike? Hmm, I don't know that one. Well, you better call Alyssa Milano then. Sorry, <sighs> I don't know that one. Well, it's a good thing that she doesn't know it, so her boyfriend's not mad That's at a her. good answer. Good answer. I'm glad you didn't tell me that you two were involved in this ridiculous sex strike. <sighs> oh, Stevie E is a, is a brain aneurysm survivor. Oh, wow. 
Bad headaches in December of 2007. Obviously, we're glad that you had it checked out. Good exactly. Job, I mean, I get headaches all the time, but usually self-induced or me yelling at Robin or somebody else that pisses me off occasionally. Or when you're uh, yelling at Betty. Exactly. Alexa, play Maria, I Like It by Loud. I Like It Loud by Scooter. I don't know that song. I can't find Maria, I Like It, I Like It Loud by Loud Scooter. <laughs> no, that's not the name of the song. Let me try again. Take two. Take two. Alexa, play Maria, I Like It Loud by Scooter. She just basically hung up on me. <laughs> She's like, screw you. Damn, I don't even get a, I don't know that song, or what the hell is wrong with you? She just went, boop. Never mind. Screw you. Wow. That is very funny. What song is it? I think he's going to be giving me the... Uh... Oh, okay. By the way, Stevie B also said he actually had two brain aneurysms. He, his life was saved by getting an MRI at the behest of his brother, his brother-in-law, who's a nurse. So uh, see? see, I mean, your family Nurses... members... Tell your family members. Tell, you know, if you're alone, if you have any kind of... I know it's hard to get doctor's appointment. I have to wait a month to go to a doctor now. You do it, though. And it's obviously not an emergency. If you have an emergency situation, you go to the hospital. But if you just have recurring things and you're concerned about it, like with my eye when I went last year and then they diagnosed I had cancer in my eye eyelid, you do that. Well, and that was another thing that Nurse Robin made you go. You did not want to go uh -huh. to the doctor. And I said, uh-uh-uh. Oh, this is the dupe song at the Union Games. You know this song, Robin. Yeah. All right, everybody! Tie your shoes! They play this at yeah. hockey games, too. From the H to the P, on the mic you will see the people's champ, that's me. I'm going to get a headache now if I keep doing this. I don't know how headbangers can do it without getting a headache. I don't know how Beavis and Butthead survived. Is he German? Are you sure this isn't what's-his-face, uh, the guy with the tattoos on his neck? So he looks like a clean-cut guy, but then he's got all the tats all over his body. Oh, he is, he's German. Look at that. How did I figure that out? It sounds like Nazi-type music, Rob, but when you think of it, it'd be something that you would hear like in a Nazi... Again, I'm joking about Nazis. It is, but there is a certain type of... It's like a Euro-trash... Euro-bang. Trance club with no, a bunch of, it, like, I'm chicks call it just... German banger music. Banger? Banger. Are they from Maine? I thought that was there in Maine. But there's a certain sound to it, which I'm very familiar with, although I'm... I yeah, I used to play this when the Flyers would score a goal. Yeah. It was a big song back then. Luckily, they stopped playing. I don't think they play it anymore. I think they're not... They're, they, they gave away... First, they gave up on Banger or on... Uh, what's this? Scooter. And then they gave up on Kate. Speaking of Banger... Yes. There... We have a... Different accent updates. Yes, this story. is a this is a this story. I saw this last night and I couldn't go to sleep because we just talked about this yes, last week on we the show. We were just talking about, about act accents from different parts of the world. It was no, it was when we had our buddy from from Australia. Yes, Duncan Mackenzie Duncan Mackenzie McCarg, and we were talking about accents. And I love the Australian accent. Right. And I love the uh, some British accents if you can understand them. Uh, Australian accents, New Zealanders, a lot of good accents out there. And then we started talking about accents in the United States. 
And I pointed out that the Philadelphia accent and the Boston accent and the New York accent, all very similar but different, were three of the ones that appealed to me the least, right? And I had one, and my family still has one. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It's just to me, when I hear a South Philadelphia accent or just a Philadelphia accent, period, it's just not, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound polished. Sexy. Or sexy or polished. Right. Well. But then you have the, then you have the other accents, which we determine mm-hmm. down south. Um, there's southern. a lot of it just in the U.S. alone. I'm only talking U.S. now. I'm, I'm forget yeah. about the rest of the world because everybody we've already broken that down. And I said in the United States, the Midwest accent is the one. When I went to broadcasting school, the whole thing was you want to sound like you're from the Midwest, where there's no accent. There's some like in North Dakota, Minnesota, right? But it's the generic. You don't know where you're from the when you're white talking. Plains. Not the white man accent, not the white guilt accent. That's now current. No, it's the when I hear you talking, I don't know where you're from accent, which means you don't have an accent that's indigenous to an area okay, or a country, but mostly an area. So to me, growing up, because I had one, I didn't realize it was not offensive. I just, this doesn't sound classy. You know, when you see a beautiful woman open her mouth and say, how you doing? There's just something not sexy about that to me. That doesn't mean she's not hot. That doesn't mean I wouldn't bang her. Banger. We always get back to bangers, Robin. I, that's how I got on. Bangers and mash. Have you ever had that? Uh, what are bangers in, in England? Sausage. That's right. So that's German, though, right? No, or is that's that English? British. And nor do I nobody eats that crap you food. Bangers and mash. Is bangers a... and mash. So it's sausage and mashed potatoes. Correct. Not the kind of bangers I like. Anyway, so according to this new survey, we have an actual breakdown well, did they, were they listening to our show last week and said, let's do a survey of the least attractive and most attractive accents in American cities? Correct. Let's go to your accent update. A woman who uses accent, but not too much because there's still salt in it. Here she is, Miss Robin. You get it? Remember accent? Uh, I do. You can still buy it. I know. Now, uh, this is done by the um, the Travel Magazine of America. Travel Magazine. I don't have a... Robin didn't have a subscription to that one when she entered the Publishers Clearinghouse thing. And now we have 50... And we get doubles. The worst part is, not only does Robin order magazines and think that she... order them. We get like 16 magazines a day. I didn't get this many magazines when I subscribed to magazines. But anyway, let's move on with the... For the 10th time. I did not order them. They are just sending them to me. Yeah. And then the bill comes in an envelope later and then you get late notices and then they come to your house and try to like basically throw you out. This is how they determined this particular list and it's ranked from 1 to 50 and they did a sample survey result from their 15 million social audience members and they sent out different sound effects and um, accents and because of the return from their 15 million people this is the ranking from least sexy to most okay. sexy. So, what, how many people were were, were polled, so to speak, caned or polled or? Oh, wait, there's a dot in there. It's 1.5 million. I was gonna say they didn't, they, there's no way yeah. they could talk to 15 million. It's very people. small. The dot is very small. It's, it's hard to see. So but it's, it's 1.5 million. So a million and a half people. That's still a pretty That's pretty big sample. Yeah, it's not like they just did a hundred. Right, and then they determined that that right. hundred, those hundred people, represent the entire country. Right. Right. Yeah, right. no. 
it was 1.5 million. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty good slice of life throughout the U.S. And um, so they went uh, from all the different states. And the least, shall we do the least sexy first? Yeah, let's do the least sexy. You always have to build up, sort of like the NBA draft lottery. I'll do last the night. bottom three. The okay. bottom, the in, so the, in how order. Many, so, how many cities do they list? Or is this um, cities 50, or regions? This is fifty oh, top. These accents, are fifty accents, but not from because there's not fifty different accents. Correct. There's more. So these are fifty discernible. Okay. Within the United States, accents. Okay. Um, the fiftieth, the biggest loser of all. Bringing up number fifty on Casey's countdown this week. Long Islanders. They were apparently the least sexy accent. Wow, Long Island? Long Island. And by the way, they're up in Long Island on the PGA Championship in Bethpage Black. Public course, as you know. So when you go to Bethpage, if you got tickets and you're going to go up to watch the PGA Championship this weekend, just remember, you're in Bethpage, Long Island, and they have the worst, the least sexy accent in America. Correct. Now... What's really strange is number 49 on the list is New Jersey. New Jersey, the entire state? The entire state of New Jersey. <laughs> That's not possible. Drinking because, a coffee. No, but southern New Jersey, which is right across the bridge from Philly, is pretty much still a Philly accent. Then you go North Jersey... And that's a New York accent. Right. So it's one of those states. It's it pretty do, much like the Mason-Dixon line. When yeah. you think of the New Jersey accent, right. they got number 49, which is kind of strange because New Jersey accent has a lot of similarities with a Philadelphia accident. Yeah, yes. Accident. Well, they're all accidents, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know how this all started. That was a but... Freudian slip. <laughs> no, that was accurate, actually. <laughs> uh, the Philly accent. Um, but it's not close enough to bring up Jersey's overall sex appeal. They're still number 49. So Jersey, so it's Long Island. And then New Jersey. And then New Jersey, the entire stinking state. And then we are followed by a close third at the bottom of the list, Minnesota. Minnesota? The Minnesotans. They they are not considered very sexy. Well, it is it's, it is it is a uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I love people in Minnesota. Not this isn't about the people. It's not that I don't like people because mm-hmm. of their accents. You know, there's a, the, the North Dakota one is very similar to the Minnesota one. That's a regional thing. Now, Doug McGregor saying, I call shenanigans on this list due to the New Jersey ranking. He's disagree. I'm assuming he's from New Jersey. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you agree that New Jersey is 49 or should they have been 50 <laughs> and, and Long Island ahead of know. New Jersey? I don't know. Well, and then and then from there, there's a ton of like the Alaskan accent, the California Valley, which is awful, oh. by the way. Like, oh my God, I'm oh, so, I'm from man. the valley. So where does that rank? Where does the valley? The girl valley act? girl is 46. So okay, so they're still yeah, they're, they're still, still down there with all the trash. Right. So we got Valley Girl trash. We got New Jersey trash. Mm-hmm. We got Long Island trash, and then and then I'll just I'll just name a bunch of them here. Okay, so really, at the bo- give me the bottom. These are ten. the bottom. Give me the bottom ten. Southern Ohio, Flor- Floridian, which is kind of interesting because that's a really big yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of different accents in Florida, but this is not included. He they they specify that okay. this does not include the sexy twang of Miami. Twang. There's no twangs in Miami. That's what a lot of tweeners and a lot of uh, hot Latina chicks and stinking thongs. And so what they are saying, the Florida accent is a baffling mix of Midwest and Northeast with a hint of Southern. A sandwich is a sandwich. Sang with a G. I I say sandwich, too. I mean, that's a Philly thing. Give me a sandwich. Sandwich. 
So then we go down Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, the Pennsylvania Dutch. Not sexy, apparently. No? No, they're saying that... Well, you never know what's underneath that. The one thing about the Pennsylvania Dutch... You see a Pennsylvania Dutch chick, and she's got the headpiece on. Well, not headpiece. Got the what is it that they wear? Little hat. Little hat. Mm-hmm. And then they wear these real loose-fitting things. So you always wonder. What's I wonder under there? What, what she looks under there. You know, when I think of the movie Witness, remember Kelly McGillis? Yeah. She was not your tip because you know she well, had the Amish. Yeah, she was Amish yeah. in the movie. And then you knew. But she, she was wearing makeup, which is and, so not yeah, allowed. And, and she was smoking under there. Yes. And then she became a hag because she smoked like and 70 Doug packs McGregor, of cigarettes. Yes, a day. you are correct. And I, w- I want to say that even though I went to uh, two years of high school in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I did not ever pick up the Valley Girl talk. I did never, I never ever on purpose. The only time I said this phrase was when I was meaning to make fun when of it. When you were it. mocking it. Or when you I, did a commercial is, and you had to pretend to be a valley like, girl. Like, totally gross me out. Gag me with a spoon. Duh. I never did that. So, no. No, thank you. And then, so then we're going, like, Appalachian. The, I can see where people don't think that that's very sexy, the Appalachian country. First of all, they're making moonshine, so you can't understand what they're saying. But the one part of Appalachian that I love is the really up to, upscale people who go out and get the... The beautiful... Uh, the ginger? Not just ginger. You know what else they get there? The, the stuff that all the restaurants want. The, not just ginger. ginseng. Ginseng. No, not just ginseng. The things that the hogs Oh, the truffles. For. The truffles, yeah. Oh, I was like, what are you They talking? have truffles in Appalachia, yes, too. Do. But But people don't know that ginseng... It grows wild in, in Appalachian, West Virginia. Gin, yeah. American wild ginseng is worth more money than the ginseng that's grown exactly. in Asia. It's Not the ginsana that Larry King sells. That's just a, a you know a derivative of it. Okay, so now we're just we're we're skipping. We're like Tallahassee, Ozarks, Hoyt. What the heck is Hoytoider? Hoytoider is the accent spoken by a small amount of people on the outer banks of North Carolina. It's an unusual brogue that sounds a bit Australian, a bit Irish, and also a bit British. I am not familiar with. I've this been accent. to the Outer Banks. I've been there with uh, the. Hoy uh, Toiter. Yes. Never heard been of fishing it. Fishing down there. There's a couple towns. Uh, Cape uh, Cape Fear is I'm down there. I have to look it up. I, mean, I, I don't know what. I'm not familiar. The most with famous, well, most famous lighthouse and the most pictured, photographed lighthouse in America is in North Carolina on the Outer Banks. The Cape Hatteras Lighthouse. Ah. So then, so at 34, San Francisco, Hudson Valley, 32nd is what you were talking about, General American. General American. The General Not American. General Knowledge Wednesday. That's no. in another station. So uh, no longer, this this, and, and this is exactly what you're saying. The standard American accent is what you're most likely to hear on the radio or TV, Boom. where it's nearly impossible to tell where the newscasters are from. It is slightly boring. But nicely inoffensive to the ears. Listen to Stephen Colbert on the Late Show to hear a prime example. Well, not not the current Late Show. That's unwatchable. Just like all the other Late but Shows. But that's that would be general. Yes, American. that's that's, that's called said, broadcaster. Right. That's enunciation. Mm-hmm. That's not the, most of the accents. And I studied this stuff. Is the it's lazy mouth? It's called. It's how you form your mouth to utter words mm-hmm. and vowels and consonants. So a lot of a lot of different areas, people use lazy mouth, so they don't fill, they don't finish the word. They you don't. You mean enunciate. when you're not on the air? That's when you dip into lazy mouth. No, I don't have an accent when I'm done. No, I, now that's but called lazy. It's it's called energy. not enunciating the words, right. and so in different regions, people don't pay attention to the saw the, the entire word. Right. They don't break the word down. They'll slur the word, just it's because annoying. it's natural to do it. 
It's the way you say a word without actually saying the word properly. You following me right now? So we're in the 30s, New Mexican, Milwaukee, Western. Now give me the best ones. Give me the top Now I'm going, so Kentucky, New Orleans, Oklahoma, Cleveland, Connecticut, Wait, Kansas. Wait, what are these? Are this the top? These are, no, these are like in their 20s now, and I'm, I'm scrolling. I'm, we're not running down every, all 50 stinking cities. Did you know that somebody from Baltimore speaks Baltimoreese? Yes, absolutely Just, I know that. They, they're number 18. Baltimore, ba- they say Baltimore. They don't say Baltimore. They'll say Baltimore. 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 Anyway, we're scrolling down. We're scrolling down. 15th is Cajun. There's an accent called Youper. Yeah, you? yeah, that's the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. How, you know this. Because this is Steve, amazing. because hello, Steve Mariucci and Tom Izzo, who you both know, are Youpers. When they say Youper, that means they're from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, Robin. That is yes. bad now. Let me give you another so, one of these. Youpernese is a dialect you'll hear in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. The accent is heavily influenced by the area's Scandinavian immigrants. I, hey. So they say ya okay. instead of ya. Or D for the T-H. Dare for there. Dare. Dat for over that. Dare. Right over, over dare. dare. Over dare. Where's Connecticut ranked other than the worst state in the country when it comes to taxation without representation and, and a bad, gov- a bad senator Connecticut and Chris Murphy? Connecticut is number 22. So now, now, now we're going up to the number 10. So they're okay. almost middle of the pack, Connecticut. Yes. Okay. So now we're at number 10. Number 10 is Californian. Not the Central Valley, which is Valley Girl Talk. Right. This is just regular old Californian. General, it's very close to General American. This is now, wait, so there's different accents in different parts of California? Yeah, well, they're saying that Americans here, it, it doesn't really sound like an accent at all, but you will tell s- certain words that they use, like um, vowels are super long. Right. So, yep, dude, really become like dude. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when my, my kids were young, and then the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were popular, and they would do, dude. And I'm like, don't say that. I hate that word, dude. I it's say so that cal- a lot. No, but now that's all I say. I know. But back then, we hated it when you're on the East Coast, and you would hear like all these cows like, dude. Dude. Bro. And we would make fun of that. Because I, would, I wouldn't say, dude. I'd say, yo, or Whatever we did in Philly uh-huh. on the East Coast, and not just a Philly thing, it's an East Coast, and we never said dude. Now, dude is what I use all the time, or bro. 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 Bruh. And the, or bra. Bra. There's a lot of different terms. There's bro, bra, bra. I think bro is Californian, bra is something duh, else. Now, here's so, so the ninth is St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So we'll be hearing Does that, that mean tonight. that the Blues uh, are going to win the Stanley Cup? Um, so this is how they, differ- they this is how they differentiate. The St. Louis, Missouri, has unique features of its own that make it different than the rest of the Midlands. Native speakers swap the A R sound for O R. Right. So instead of forty, they say farty. Right. Well, who doesn't? After all, I mean, farty. it happens to the best of us. And instead of corn, they say carn. I'm gonna have an ear of carn. Yeah. So what's the number one sexiest accent well, wait, in America, Robert? But here's the important. So New Jersey was number 49. Right. Philly, eight. Philly's number eight? Eight. Are you serious? How is that possible? You know what's going to happen now? Jim Kenny, our inept mayor, is going to take credit for this and make a new commercial saying, I'm Jim Kenny. I'm running for re-election. And because of my soda tax and all the other great things I've done in this city, we are now number eight in the entire country when it comes to sexy accents. <laughs> sexy. Just look at me when I do my sanctuary city dance in my office. And I just, nothing sexier than no. that. I don't. I don't. I, I I love Philadelphia, but 
<laughs> I don't care for it. Like, fight sounds more like foit. We're going to foit tonight. A bike sounds like boik. It's a boik. Water. I'm going to roid my boik. Water. Water. Very becomes very. Coffee. Very. Coffee. Uh, yeah. I don't think it sounds sexy at all, but that's just me. I, I can't. So then, Once again, now this survey, and you know me, I'm a Philly guy, and I love my city, and I love the people here, but the Philly accent is not sexy See, at now, all. I wonder I if it's associated so with people. Like, Will Smith has a slight Philly no, accent, really. or did, so maybe that's why, I don't know, but then, so then we go, Hawaiian uh, is number seven, Mississippi, number six, Chicago, number five, fourth is a Mainer, if you're, like, from Maine, like Tom's of Maine. Yeah, uh, the Maine. I like the Maine accent because it's that it just has that lobster roar. That has that 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 drop- semen, not that kind of semen. It has like the the fisherman, the Gloucester fisherman. Well, the the if you're a real if you're really from Maine, you say you're Mina. Uh-huh. A minor instead yep. of a main. Remember, Mr. Main Event had the main accent. And you'll drop your R's. You go to yoga class instead of yoga. And you add in wicked to make every adjective Wick, extra powerful. Like wicked pissa. A wicked pissa. Wicked pissa. Yeah. Is a good one. I, the guy on the uh, on the deadliest catch, not the deadliest catch, the uh, the guys on the tuna thing, wicked tuna. We one guy a wicked, has a bow called the wicked yeah. pissa. Yep. And he has t-shirts that say wicked pissa Wick, on it. Wicked pissa. Pissa. And Dean's a pissa. Number three, New York accent. Number. Wait, number th- New York is number three. Number three. But Long Island's number fifty. Makes no sense. Are you sense, kidding right? me? Makes no sense. New, Long Island is part of New York. It's just a stinking island. New York's an island. I think it's because it's so distinctive that people associate it with movie stars and different movies that they like and watch. Then, number two, Bostonian. Hot. Hot. H A W. Sexy. This is for sexy. A Bostonian <sighs> accent? Sexy? It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all, I only look at it from a chick's perspective. Well, I'm a man. I, when I think of an act, when I listen to a woman speak, that's what determines sexy to me. Right. Like I, I don't. There's no man on earth who speaks, and it's I think oh, the, except the only guy is like the Italian, Italian guy, really look good looking Italian guy when he speaks, or a French guy. That I, I say, uh, you know, that's French, they're, they're, yeah. they're sexy languages. Uh, oui, oui. They're just flat out sexy Francais, languages, oui. especially when a woman uh, says it. But when a guy says it, when a guy uses a, a, a Spanish, it's all of the great. Languages like Spanish, the languages of Italian, love. French. Those are languages of love. Yeah, they really are. And then yes. there's some really grotesque languages. No matter how beautiful you are, and then you're speaking that language. Could you, by any chance, be speaking of Dutch? It's, a, it's I have to make my top fifty list. <laughs> I think I think the Dutch would get in only because of all the other good things that they do. Yes, the Dutch. You know, just you, the, by, the the Dutch get in by association. <laughs> and then so Bostonian number two. Number one, sexiest accent. Wait a minute, Are you ready? I gotta give you a drum roll here. Now, this could be the worst list. And that's why I hate lists. I hate lists because of this. Now, as David Letterman used to do, and the number one sexiest accent in America on May 15, 2019 is. Hi, y'all. How you doing? It's from Texas. Oh, you don't mess with finally something I agree with. Let's put our hands together for all the cowgirls down there. Not the damn cowboys. Well, little lady. What do you think everybody's leaving all these other cities and going to move into Texas? A, the taxes are much favorable there. Ma, aren't you big and strong? You know, you sound like the chick on the... 
Who's SpongeBob's friend? Sandy. Sandy. Sandy's a squirrel, right? Yes, Sandy the squirrel. And because she can't live underwater, she has to have her bubble. Right. And then she has to breathe uh, actually air, air, not underwater. So that, that's what Sandy has. That, I love Sandy's accent. Well, she's from Texas. Well, I think she's, she's probably just, a New just, York chick who's doing an accent. Well, she's just gosh darn adorable. <laughs> I just love her. SpongeBob. Now, I love Sandy the Squirrel. Sandy the Squirrel is under the sea, yeah. and she is just gosh darn adorable. God, I love women in Texas, man. <laughs> Every time I go there, San Antonio. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Houston. Hello. Oh, my, yes. I even so in the agree. Metroplex, even Dallas, Fort Worth, you go out there to Waco, you go down there to Mako, you go down there to... to down, uh, what's the town right on the Gulf? Uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, right next to Texas. You go down to Gulfport. I'm doing all these Mississippi towns. What's the one down south of Houston where everybody goes? Uh, damn, we almost did a side trip down there, and I've been there before. Not Fort Worth. It's Dallas, Fort Worth, the Metroplex. Dallas, Fort Worth, Irving, Texas. That's all in the Dallas Metroplex. But I'm talking about down on the Gulf Coast of Texas. Around, all around Houston? No, it's down south of Houston. South of that's Houston. That's where people drive for the weekend. From Galveston? Galveston, oh, that's right. right. Galveston. Now you're going to have to have me play uh, Glenn Campbell's Galveston, one of my favorite songs. Galveston. Alexa, play Galveston by... Galveston, live by Glenn Campbell, Glenn Campbell on Amazon, Amazon Music. Give me a little Galveston. Five, didn't he sing this in the studio with us? Yes. On the night show years ago? Somewhere or another, I have a Galveston. photograph of you and the fabulous I Glenn Campbell. I sang Galveston with, with Glenn know. Campbell live on the radio. I think I'm going to start talking like this. On a sports show. God, he was so good. She was 21 when I left Galveston. But I was hitting her but when she was like 17, 18, and then I got tired of her when she was 21. Remember when he was in studio, Robert? I do. And he was near the end there. I mean, he his, was. his manager, I mean, he was suffering, obviously, from Parkinson's. His manager was so worried that we were going to ask something or that we were going to do something inappropriate. We're like, I don't go there. To? It was right after his several arrests in, in Arizona. Yeah, he had the DUI incidents. And sad, but you, you know what? You don't forget it. He didn't murder anybody. He was married to Tanya Tucker, who, who in my lifetime was the very first woman I ever saw with spandex pants or real tight, shiny pants that really got me crazy. You remember her, Tanya Tucker? I do. Didn't... Is she the one that... She's not the one that sang Stand By Your Man, is she? No, no, no. no. Come on, Robin. That she was probably Tammy, did a cow cop. Tammy Wynette. Tammy Wynette. Yeah. Tammy Wynette. Before I dry the tears, she's crying. All right, enough of Glenn Campbell, even though I could listen to him all day. You have to tell her to stop. Alexa, stop, please. Galveston, man. Some good stuff. South Padre Island. Galveston. Corpus I Christi, do, Texas. I do love the southern accent. San Antonio, Texas. I could Austin, move there. Texas. I, I could so totally move there. Oh, absolutely. I'm telling you right now, even unattractive chicks in Texas sound good. But then when you get a smoking hot chick with that southern accent, 
Damn. The, th- the thing that I like about you know the seven I say when I hear that, Robin? Wow, 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 wow. The thing that I like about the Southern Assay is because it's a little bit slower. Everything slows down yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. And you're just a little bit more refined. You're just a little bit more worried about other people's feelings. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And how, how it goes. <laughs> and we love, we just love all of our listeners. And we love it when you guys just... And that's, that's how you do the Southern accent. And I don't blame them at all. The fact that they think that we are the sexiest. The sexiest in the entire world. There you have it, folks. Your sexy... Te- Robin goes down, down south for just a little bit. <laughs> you're I going down all right, honey. <laughs> keep talking like that. You're going down hard. Wow. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Trevor says he's out on Texas. How can you be out on Texas, man? Come, Come on, on, Trevor. Trevor, can I can I call you Trevor? How can you not like this accent? Don't Pretty you damn think? good, Robin. Let me give you. Well, I'm not gonna give you anything anymore. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this. Who does that? Who has time? We do because we do a three-hour show. Now we have another story, Robin. We we got to get to. Uh, there's really nothing I missed today, is there? We're pretty much all over everything. Of course, the Preakness is coming up, the PGA tomorrow. And uh, I will try, and I want, I want the audience to be the final voice here. Should I continue to release my Preakness and my Kentucky Derby and my Belmont, my Triple Crown selections, absolutely free? Or should I just say, screw it, and just take my own picks, walk my own ass into the OTB pub? And bet my own damn horses. Well, I think you should do both. Both. You should take your own damn picks and walk in and do it yourself without having other people go in on it with you. But you should still give them out for your listeners. Because your <laughs> listeners, they, they, and you have to truly explain to them how exactly when they walk up to the window, how they need to ask for it. Because that was the problem. There was a couple of people. No, that, I'm not, I'm not going to go were, through that again. No, there were several. I want to know. Release no, you the locks, unsheat the Kraken, whatever you want me to do. We have to do a hashtag now. We need a hashtag because that's what solves all the problems on earth. It's hashtag diplomacy, Robin. I want people to make this trend so that we can do, whether you want my picks or not, for the Preakness Stakes released on Friday on the show, just like I did for the Kentucky Derby and gave out the biggest superfecta lock in recorded Sports history. Ed Nasta says that big round of applause to Miss Robin. So this is because there were several people that actually took your picks, but they did not realize how exactly they needed to bet it. You told them to do a superfecta, and you told them to do box, but once they got up to the window, they didn't know how to ask for it. Well, no, Ed Nasta is not giving you a big round of applause for the super for the picks. He's giving it for your Texas. Uh, oh my, Southern draw. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> so now, there's people are not coming up with hashtags. Tony's ponies. Oh, I like that one. That could mean a lot of different things, though. Tony's baloney. Well, we're not going to use that one. Release the kraken. No, I, I love release the kraken. It's actually let loose the kraken. He says in the movie. In uh. What was the movie that uh, the, the guy? 
The, Ar- the, not the Argonauts. The, uh, no, it's what's-his-face, uh, Zeus. I know. Um, it's not Let Loose the Kraken. There's been a bunch of those movies, and they keep yes, redoing them. Yes, this is the, the one with, um, it was Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. And then he, we have the actors. I used to have that in my board system, and I got to find it. We just let loose the Kraken. I think I do have it, as a matter of fact. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. There it is. There you have it. Release that Kraken, baby. Speaking of Kraken, you're pretty Kraken right now, baby. You're Krakalakish. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Tony is so freaking lucky. He can have like a woman from a different country. He Damn can have right. a woman. Why do you think from I keep you around? Bet the bank, Bruno. No, that's a good one, but no. Uh, Break the bank, bank Bruno lately, unfortunately, because Robin buying phones and buying all kinds of crap, man. We don't need any of that shit. My selection will not be at the glue factory this time, Dean. You shut your damn mouth, sucker. You know what? You know what? Dean needs to be careful because you are now going to be able to carry something that you were not able to before. Which communicable disease would that be this time, Robin? Even even if the state of <laughs> Pennsylvania has like, difficulty uh, getting gun legal uh, gun, uh, what gambling? No, uh. because you try we you try to buy a gun, but because your last name is Bruno, and here in Pennsylvania they do not go by it's your social security number; yes. they go by your name and exactly. previous location. I was I'm filing a class action lawsuit against ridiculous. the state of Pennsylvania, so, and I want Tom Wolf, the governor to step down immediately and take the Philadelphia mayor and Brian Sims, our state representative, with you. But you know what you can carry, at least if you're in Arizona now. Yes. Oh, this is a great story, ladies and gentlemen. We were going to do this yesterday. I hate to do one-day-old news, but this may be the best story of the week. In the world where people want their guns, uh, the people want your guns confiscated because that's going to stop and fix all the problems, People want to say that the world's going to end if we don't give up our cars and electricity and dildos and cars, and we can't. We have to stop eating 12-inch, 12 12-ounce 12 filet mignons a la Oscar, or else we're all going to die fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nope. What we're going to have now is a way to defend ourselves because it's it's incredible. It is. In the state of Arizona, if you've been there, Robin lived there. I've been there a million times. You will see people walking around with holsters on. And a gun right on this as their side piece. I usually have a chick as my side piece because I don't have a gun. What up, Intense Prince, by the way? What up, yo? What up? Yes, in, in up? Arizona, you have... You people can are carry, packing. People are packing. And they're not concealed they carry. A, they're open carry. But you can do both. You have to have a no, special license that. Well, obviously, if you can open carry. But anybody can carry, uh, carry a gun if they so desire. But now, not only... Can, because uh, apparently the guns were okay in Arizona, but this particular weapon was not until now. Let's go to your... What can I carry now, finally, in Arizona? This Desk. last Friday, state Republican Governor Doug Ducey signed a bill removing the prohibited weapon off of the list, nunchucks. Now, what was this, uh, a 72 caliber submachine gun? No, it wasn't bombs. Was it a Gatling it was... gun? Was it a bomb? Was it a Moab? No, it was nunchucks. Was it a nunchucks? Nunchucks, ladies and gentlemen. What do, the, what do nuns have to do with this? Nunchucks. Apparently, the... the in Now, here's... I, I actually looked it up. So, throughout the world, nunchucks 
just being in possession of them, not even not even like bringing them out and and utilizing them, just being in possession with nunchucks is illegal. For example, um, Norway, Canada, Russia, Poland, Chile, and Spain are all known to have significant restrictions. In Germany, nunchaku, as it is called, I had uh, some of that the other night at the Korean place. This it was is awesome. The, the Japanese version of saying nunchaku is hi, um, hi. has been illegal since April of two thousand. 2006, moshi, when moshi. they were declared a strangling weapon. Now, that's just because of those videos. I've seen those videos. It's not when you strangle somebody else. It's when you're trying to wave them around and you end up strangling yourself. Can you bring that down a little bit? Because I want to get past this stupid commercial so I can play this. We need a musical um, accompaniment with this. There I don't remember what you're... I don't remember. All right, I'll skip the ad. Here we go. Okay. Let me. Now, now we're good. Now you can leave it up. Lower it a little bit, oh, though. Okay. Continue on with the nunchuck yes. update, Robin. So um, there, I, I think that a lot of throughout the '60s, when all of the um, uh, the martial arts martial movie. arts movies came out, that's when everybody started banning them because they were like they saw Bruce Lee killing yep. people with it, and they're like, "Oh, we can't have somebody killing him with it." But did they blame Carl Douglas, the guy who did this classic song, Everybody Was Kung Fu Fighting? I don't know, but the silly thing is, is that most people have no freaking clue how to use them. It takes a long time to use them without hurting yourself. I picked one up once in a sex shop, and I started whipping <laughs> that around, and I, like, broke my wrist. It's, but in Arizona, it is now legal, so now the people who practice martial arts. Yeah, they're going to class. They're going to to Taekwondo class. They were risking a felony charge if they were caught in possession of nunchucks in public before, which is so stupid. So, um... So nunchucks, you can whip out, whip out your nunchucks the next time you're in Arizona and you can whip out, well... Well, this is what, and I totally, I totally agree with this, uh, um... Arizona Repub- uh, Representative John Kavanaugh says, the average person can do far more damage using a baseball bat than nunchucks. Exactly. And people aren't walking down the street. Well, in some places, like Portland, people are weird. They walk yeah. around with, with knives and bats. And- so this is this just goes, This is thank God they're fixing this, but this was just a way of showing how overreactive people are because it was in the 70s, 60s and 70s. I remember and- the, I remember back in the 70s the great nunchuck wars <laughs> in South Philadelphia. But Arizona was one of several states that adopted the ban on martial, on, on, on num- nunchucku because of the martial arts movies. Now, last year, a federal judge struck down a similar ban in New York, ruling that nunchucks were protected under the Second Amendment. Hong Kong, Hong Kong Fui, of course, and nothing on Bruce Lee. That's great Hong Kong Fui knowledge right there, Robin. But I like saying nunchuku. 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 Now, did you know? Uh, give me a little of your Japanese, because Robin has taught me some Japanese, and it's, it's like all languages. You have to know the curse words. Right, I don't right. really know the Japanese. I don't really know that many. But curse we know words. there's certain words that we know that we always can use when we go into a Japanese restaurant or a sushi joint. What do we always say, Robin? Uh, well, first you, it, you, it sounds a little bit like "Don't touch my mustache." Yes. But it's "Doshashimashite." Doshashimashite. Which is, uh, I think it's is it. 
That one's you're welcome. Yes. Um, well, if you say "Don arigato," oh, Mr. Roboto, I mean, immediately you, you immediately you. start playing "Don so arigato." So somebody, if somebody, if you say "Don arigato," and then somebody Mr. else would say "Doshashimaste," and then um, because I worked around the pool, I know a lot of the things that are associated with pool activities. Like yeah. I can say "Abunai," hey, baby, bring me a damn another cocktail. No, I Yach. can. I can say "Abunai sebedede." Which means danger, slippery. Slippery when wet. Well, I mean, <laughs> especially during a sex strike. And and if you, and a lot of times in the Japanese words, you just put a U at the end. Like beer is biru. Biru. And biru. If you want to go snorkeling, you go down to the snorkeling shack. Where do you somebody go? Somebody can say snorkeling shack. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> snorkeling shack. Snorkeling shack. <laughs> See, I speak Japanese. I speak Japanese. Too. I turned Japanese when I was a kid. Uh, and you know why that happens, right, Robin? Yes, I do. How many people you think knew what that meant backing up? And I back know that because of you. Thank you very much. I told you that, right? Now, did you know that... Wait, let me get a little bit, a bit of the date. Just really quick, just to follow Just last thing on this. The yes. town of Anderson, California, the police department have been trained and deployed to use nunchaku, nunchaku. as a form of non-lethal force. They're not lethal. You're right. They're not lethal force. It's ridiculous that they ban nunchucks. But there you have it, folks. And I want to thank uh, uh, Dylan. Dylan is now f- Dylan Barrett? figures. He is now following Bruno Nation Live. Well, he should. Damn it, we gave him his first uh, on-air love. He's now famous. He's going to go viral. When Rob and I ever go to like a Benihana or a you know, Teppanyaki house uh-huh. and the guys are flipping the knives and stuff, I always do my moshi moshi. Moshi moshi. Yeah, that's, and that's how you say hello on the moshi phone. Moshi moshi. Moshi moshi. Ah, and you got ba- to bow. But you have to say it with a right inflection. I know. Moshi moshi. No, moshi moshi. Moshi moshi. Crank this up a little bit. Japanese Robert. is all about the inflection. I know it is. Play some vapors, bow. We love you long time. You want design with that? I'm sorry. Bonsai! You know what this song was about, right, Robert? You know what this song was about, right, Robin? Yes, I do. It's your special Japanese face that you like to... It's not my, it's my special Japanese face. Well, I think uh, everybody has a Japanese face, if you're lucky. No, this is, when, this is when kids masturbate. And if you masturbate mm-hmm. too much, you get the squinty thing. I know. And it, this is really an offensive song, and I'm probably going to be banned from Twitch now for playing it. Well, that's I didn't write the song. This is why we, we say once again that we are explicit. Onegashimashu, <laughs> please stop playing that. <laughs> I think we should also play this just for a taste before we get out of here today. Wait, we have a question, though. Let's uh, we have a question? We do from one of our Bruno Familia. Yes. Um, I need the hashtags on should I release. How about Preakness Locks? Hashtag Preakness Locks. Pre- then everybody will know that that's my picks. 
Preakness Locks. P-R-E-A-K-N-E-S-S Locks. Because it's not all about me, but I want it to be about me without messing. Doug McGregor, I once heard of a poll that rated the Japanese the horniest people on the planet. Oh, sorry. There's another poll that we should look into. Um, Ever seen Japanese porn? Oh, there. Those women are the most are the loudest creatures on earth. I mean, you would, they, they sounds like they're getting murdered. It sounds like there's an actual like bloodbath going on. Are they faking it? Uh, yeah. Are you sure? I think so. I don't know about that. But let's go to the Jets now. I think now. that there's, set, there's certain sounds that women make that are universal. I don't think it really matters. Unless there's no there's accent on uh, moaning and groaning, yeah. is there? Although I, I do believe, though, that there are certain words like, oh, my God, oh, my God, is yeah. different. In, so okay. so when they're, if they're saying something like that, then it's going to, like, uh, in French, it's... Um, oh, we. Oh, 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 yeah, they say, oh, oh yes. We. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh we. we. I, know, oh, I heard we. that a lot, Robin. <laughs> I had a lot of always. Ah, we. Ah, we. We, we. we. It's and then of course there's always. Ay, papi, qué rico. Dame más, dame más, dame más. Yes, indeed. Now speaking of uh, sex, since we seem to have not tentacle point, I've never been into tentacle point. Trevor from the two hundred three is asking. He has advice, or he's asking for advice. He says, "Tony, Miss Robin, my girlfriend has now joined the sex strike. Do I tell her to leave?" Or to get out? Do I tell her to get out? You t- no. So, so you're not on the hook, and yet she doesn't get blamed. You tell her, I was listening to Tony Bruno, Dr. Tony and Dr. Uh, Robin today on a uh, nurse sex... Nurse Robin. A nurse, no, but no, this is new doctors. Now. Oh, now I'm doctor. Okay, I got a promotion. Because a nurse, you know, we're, we're doctors now. Dr. You're, Tony... you're Don Tony. No, it's Dr. Tony and Dr. Robin were discussing the sex okay. strike. And they have concluded with with so many, so many readings of, of scientific documentation. It's all about science on the show. That the sex strike will cause global warming, will cause climate change, and will cause the constitutional crisis to worsen. So we have to try to get rid of all these problems. So if you, you tell your, your girlfriend, if you avoid sex with me, Trevor from the 203. I can just throw your ass out of here. I can get Harry Mays in here and tell you to get the hell out of here in a kind way, sort of like a... Get out! Get out! Which is not the kind way. Tell her to give it up, basically. I don't mean the sex... I mean the sex... Tell her to give it up twice. First, you're going to... Give it up when you talk about the sex strike, uh-huh. and then you're going to give it up. So it's a double give it up. Give up the sex strike, and then give it up. Because you know she wants it. Just say, you know you want it. You know I want it. You know it's about pleasure. It's not about making no damn kids. If you want to make kids, we'll try to make kids. A lot of people who try to make kids can't make kids. But they still have sex. So give it up, sex strike. What up? Sex strike. If anybody is actually adhering to this, they're full of shit. There's no way that Alyssa Milano and, uh, well, I could believe, what's her face? Uh, Bette Midler? Bette Midler. I don't know. I mean, how old is she She probably now? hasn't been tapped since uh, a keg of Schmitz in the 1980s. I think, you know, there's a lot of older women who get really, really horny. She's beyond that, I think. How old is she? she I, uh, she's got to be in her late 60s. or Not that she can't have sex or... The fact is, is she, does anybody have sex with her? Well, 
she, I think she's still she's she's still cute. Nah, she's annoying. Um, she's seven, her, well, she's seventy three. Yeah, she's dried up. She's, God, I she's I don't want to be dried up when I'm seventy three. I'll be long gone by the time you're seventy three, darling. Well, don't who worry says about I that. was talking about you? <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're gone doesn't mean that I'm done. Hello? <laughs> Driver 73, she's donezo. Damn. <laughs> I, wouldn't screw, I wouldn't screw Bette Midler with Mayor Kenny's worm. Oh. oh. That's a good one. See, now, I, I hope that Jason Barrett realizes <laughs> that by Dylan following us now and listening to the show, he's going to get really wild. We don't drop as many F-bombs. as We don't apologize and then curse. We curse and then apologize. So at least we're teaching him the right order when using yes. profanities to express disdain or concern or outrage. You don't apologize before you curse. Well, you, you know, curse this and is then a, apologize. I, think I, I kind of like it, though. It's sort of an apology and a warning all in once. Exactly. Parental guidance. This is parental guidance suggested. Parental guidance advised. You know, they do that on all those Dude, FX shows. I love that voice. That's what I do. It's my Pornhub voice. See, they didn't even rank that voice, that accent, in the top 50. They should have had... That's not an accent. Well, no, there's a certain sound to it. Why wouldn't you call that an accent? It's, it's not an accent. I'm doing it in my announcer voice, but then you get closer and that you cuff should the mic. Be, announcer voice should be clearly used as, an, as, an, as a sexy accent. Parental discretion advised. That's what the guy does on FX when you watch, like, uh, uh, what was the show? The American Horror Story. They always have that disclaimer, yes. in there, and that's what the guy does. This is what he does in his studio. Parental discretion advised. I like it. Anybody like could do that. I like it. I like it a lot. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We've come to the end. Boom. Of three hours. Three Once hours again. of Dunzo, Gonzo. Did you know that yesterday we had... We were averaging two hours and 36 minutes, I mm -hmm. think it was before. And yesterday, it was two hours and 48 minutes. Are you kidding me? Y'all are real loyal. As they say in Japan, we love you long time. And that's what our listeners say to us. Domo arigato. Domo. Moshi moshi. Moshi moshi. And on that note, Robin, on we want to thank everybody note. today. Once again, another fun show. We made you cry. We made you laugh, right? We had the two great stories in St. Louis yes. going into tonight's Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals in the Stanley Cup playoff. We got the Raptors and Bucks tonight. We got you ready for that. We broke down the draft. We broke down the Jets who were breaking down on their own. Joe Douglas, Sixers, uh, I mean, Flyers, Flyers. How about if I get the right team? The Eagles vice president. I gave you that lock earlier in case mm -hmm. you missed it. You heard it here first. Joe Douglas will be the new general manager of the New York Jets. This way, when we go back to play I'm this back. This. I'm well, marking we know it's this. at the end of the show, it's so we don't have to show. say, uh, was it, what hour Thank was that? Thank you for, for allow, doing it at a, Mark at the a tape. spot. Mark the tape. Joe Douglas, the executive vice president of player personnel for the Philadelphia Eagles, will be the new general manager of the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Maybe by tonight, if not before the end of this week, it'll be a done deal. Lock it in. 
stone cold guarantee. Lock it in, lock it in. And there you have what it. What is that from? It's not lock it in. It's not the name of the I know. Set. Let me in, let me in. <laughs> Remember that song? No. I think it was Skip and Flip, one of those. Uh... <sighs> I want to remind people. We also learned today that Alexa is actually clueless. Oh, no, you didn't call her Betty. Let me hear what she says. Oh, see, she didn't even respond to that. Yeah. She's pissed off. She doesn't she, like me. She doesn't like you right now. She used to talk dirty to me. Now she doesn't even no. answer my requests. <laughs> oh, that's plug what it is. Plug it in, plug it answer. in, plug it in. That's what it is. But there um, was another song, Let Me In. Remember that song? I just read Let Me In by by the hairs on my chinny chin chin. No. That's the only thing I think There's of. There's a song. It was an old uh, doo-wop song. And out an Italian one, the Let Me In song. Let Me In. It's by the Sensations. Here it is. Let's play a taste on the way out, Robin. Except we got to play a stupid ad first. It's Here, I'll turn that off for a second until you tell me that the ad is over. Wait, they're and slicing the open a fig first. In the meantime... Wait, now here it goes. Play it. Open oh. it up. Let me in! Oh! 1962, the sensations, everybody. I've There's a commercial that plays this right now. All the commercials that you see yeah. today are playing great oldies from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. This is in the Cadillac commercial, I think. Maybe. I thought you were my friend. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Almighty. I know, I can't do this Are song. You... I can't hit those notes, Robin. All right, here it comes. Let me in. Let me in. Open up. Open up. Why don't you open up? And I don't even have, like, the lyrics in front of me, Robin. Trevor, Trevor, we've lost cabin pressure again. Okay, just before we go, because I didn't even mention it once. <laughs> If you are listening and you have followed and you have an Amazon Prime account, but you um, do not, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe to the show for free. Free? How do you ask? Free? Link your Twitch account to your Amazon Prime account. If you're watching the video, just click the big red button. Just scroll down on our info page. Click that button because it'll run you through on how to link your two accounts. And then you can subscribe to the Bruno Nation Live every single month for free. You have to redo it every month, but it's free as long as you have your Amazon Prime account. And who doesn't have one? So do it, do it, do it now. We thank you. We thank you. That's how you support our fabulous show. I heard the Geeter just call and says, great song, Tony. Good selection, my man. My man. Hey, Bruno, you're the greatest. The greatest of all time. The Geeter with the heater. The big boss with the big hot sauce. The best music on any sports show in America. In fact, the best music on any music show in America. Yeah, and if you're listening back to this and every now and then you hear like a no sound, it's because... Somebody took offense at the fact that we were playing just a snippet of their music. Sons of bitches. In the meantime, don't drink and drive out there. <laughs> don't text and drive. And God bless America. Every single one of you out there. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 1. Bruno Nation live on Twitch. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. A happy little mountain. 
Thank you for listening to The Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.